Wrestling Fan Radio, I have a uh, statement that I'd like to start with. Uh, WrestleMania weekend is often an emotional roller coaster, as any special event should be. Unfortunately, although the event itself did generate a lot of emotional ups and downs, the real-life events surrounding the show made those ups and downs pale in comparison. Uh, last Saturday night at the WWE Hall of Fame induction ceremony, we welcomed one of our heroes not only into the hallowed hall, but we welcomed him back into our wrestling family with open arms. The Ultimate Warrior had been in exile from World Wrestling Entertainment for nearly 18 years, and last Saturday was his first appearance in front of an audience for the company since 1996. Warrior took his rightful place in the WWE Hall of Fame that evening, then whipped the audience into a frenzy at WrestleMania itself as he was introduced along with the other 2014 Hall of Fame inductees. He graced us with his appearance on Monday uh, Night Raw to tell us fans how important we were to his legacy. Little did we know how prophetic his words would soon become, nor did we know how quickly we would lose Warrior once again. On Tuesday afternoon, walking to his car with his wife, Warrior collapsed. He passed away before arriving at the hospital. His legacy now left to the very storytellers he spoke of less than 24 hours prior. In an industry that seems plagued with a high mortality rate, it still hurts to lose one of any of our wrestling family. Uh, as we had just reacquainted with Warrior, it hurts even more. With his words on Monday, it almost feels as though he came back just to say goodbye. Thank you, Warrior, for all the hours of entertainment you provided for all of us. You will be truly missed. And welcome to the show. I got an what? applause. <laughs> what? Nobody else? Mark, you just, asshole. Just JT. <laughs> G, you asshole. We got G in the meantime. G, G finally got out of the line with George. us. George. George isn't here. Hey, I was waiting for the invite to the to the call. I had to join manually. Ah. Uh, I don't know what happened. We we tried to call you, and it said it failed. And then we had started the show already, so it's like, okay, well, I'll get to G after the speech. <laughs> but then you were already here. So. It's the damn, the bat snowstorm. Yeah. <laughs> 
It's fucking everything up, buddy. Okay, well, well, while you guys are gathering your thoughts, I, I have a couple quotes from a couple pals I'd like to read. A couple are a little long. They're not too long, but uh, this one's my favorite. This comes from the, uh, the guy who uh, is our author. hasn't been around in a while. He does the Stampede Wrestling Classics. And he just sent this to me uh, earlier on, uh, I believe it was Thursday. Just saw a guy, maybe 30, with a Warrior t-shirt on. I nodded to him while looking at the shirt. He nodded back. <laughs> All right, and this one ties right into that. This one's from uh, Sugar Ray Dodge. Uh, we just recently got back into professional wrestling. He's about our age. You know, professional wrestling in the World Wrestling Federation has been on my mind since WrestleMania this past weekend, more than it has been in a really long time. I really feel like the awesomeness of the event has awakened the long-lost wrestling fan that had retreated inside of me for several years. I'm reminded of all the reasons I was ever a, even a wrestling fan to begin with. The uniqueness of the medium, the standard of excellence it promotes. I dare say that it's one of the most underrated, misunderstood, and utterly awesome art forms in all of history. It knows no cultural, national, or racial boundary. It does not discriminate between the casual fan and the hardcore fan. It inspires those who love it to be better than they are. That's what WrestleMania 30 represents and made me remember. I went to pick up my comic hold yesterday, and Mike, my comic guy, said he was mourning. And I said, Warrior? And he said, Yep. Wrestling seems like more of a club now than it ever has. Like we're all in on something super awesome that nobody else knows about. I like that. I told them I'd read that. Um, and then one more comes from our pal Al Creed. One of the few constants I've ever had in my life is professional wrestling. Ever since I was four years old, I have been a pro wrestling fan. And one of the hardest parts about being a lifelong wrestling fan is being emotionally engaged with a form of entertainment that is shockingly high mortality rate. For those of you who do not, never have, and never will watch, having your childhood heroes die young, most of them as a direct result of, quote-unquote, the business, is not fun. If you have not heard yet, the Ultimate Warrior is no longer among the living. While I will not claim to be his biggest fan, he was still a fundamental part of my childhood. It is a loss made all the more upsetting as he just returned home once again aligning himself to the WWE. And yet, I am somewhat happy. I'm happy that his last public moments were standing in the middle of the ring amidst the fabled post-mania Raw crowd. And I'm happy that his story had a proper ending. And now, he is truly immortal. I don't think I can top those guys' statements, so no. I'm going to let them talk well, for me. I, I can I, I can top it from everybody's favorite tweeter, the Iron Sheik. Um, hashtag R.I.P. Warrior. Break my heart. I love you forever. And then Ultimate Warrior. I love you forever. Short and sweet, to the point. It's uh, you know it, it was a uh, it's uh, I mean I I think I I I said it you know it's been an emotional roller coaster more so than you know normal because of what happened with warrior and because as al pointed out that he had just come back to us after all those years away um and it, it's it's real it's really sad i mean i saw a lot of people on sunday night uh when 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 brock lesnar broke the streak i saw people tweeting uh and and xavier woods uh is the first one to come to mind uh there goes my childhood but 
they tweeted that too soon. It was two days later. And that there goes everybody's childhood that, that grew up a wrestling fan in the 80s and early 90s. I mean, I'm sure you guys have seen my posts on Facebook. I, I uh, used to have the, yeah. uh, you know, uh, WWF Superstars makeup kit, and I would dress up like Warrior for Halloween every year. <laughs> He was. Uh, remember the um. Remember the action slam Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> yeah, I, I had. I used to have that. I still. I don't. I might still have. I don't know where it is. It's just I haven't. I use. I let my oldest nephew play with it when he was younger, like five or six years ago, and I haven't seen it since. So I'm not sure if I still have it. But that was like my first action figure. Yeah, I've got WWF action figure. Uh, I've got my uh, Warrior action figures on display, uh, along with uh, the rest of my action figures. In fact, we did some rearranging. Uh, maybe Wednesday, uh, we took uh, we we took Bobby the Brain Heenan off of the shelf that has Warrior and Macho Man on it. We put Paul Bearer up there with him. <laughs> uh, kind of not trying to drink Bobby Heenan, <laughs> I think, but. Uh, you know, but also to pay tribute to uh, you know all the all the fallen guys that are up there. I should probably throw Earthquake up there with them as well. But you know, I also moved the Iron Sheik away from the shelf too. <laughs> Not oh, to be oh, superstitious. Sheik's crazy. Sheik's yeah. crazy. You can't trust him with those guys. <laughs> Not to be superstitious, but my, you know. my my action figure humble all the other action figures on Joe's <laughs> shelf. I'm the I'm the Josina shell. Yeah, I put one of the most touching comic tributes I found in the Impact review of him just saying you should have seen the the trophy they made of Andre. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> you that know, and, and 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 it's funny because this this completely overshadows this week in pro wrestling where the I mean, almost all people were saying the streak losing overshadowed. Daniel Bryan's win, and then this happens, and it, it overshadows even that. It overshadows everything. Oh, well, I mean, yeah, obviously, and 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 the weird the weird thing about it is, this is a this has been a week where the landscape of pro wrestling has changed in in, in a professional sense because you have a new WWE World Heavyweight Champion, you have the new Divas Champion Page. For Monday Night Raw, you have a new TNA World Heavyweight Champion and Eric Young, which I I found out about that uh, Friday morning, and I, I the first thing I see is a bunch of people like, well, oh, that, that there goes the credibility of that belt. They put it on Eric Young. <laughs> well, yeah, of course. And yeah, and, and, and better is apparently TNA are actually selling Eric Young beards. <laughs> well, you know, I I get that a lot of people don't like Eric Young. And but if you look past the goofy ass shit that his character does, I like the wrestler. I used he to go. Knows, he's very good. I used yeah, to go. I don't think anyone questions the ability of the wrestler. It's the, the lack of the build. Yeah. It's the fact yeah, yeah. that like a month no. ago he was still like a goofball, and a two week build to make him a champion it screams of laziness. You know. Well, I yeah. That's with Joe. Joe is legitimately injured, so almost like it should be Joe. If it wasn't for Joe being injured, it should it wouldn't be Eric Young. Three three words. Fuck Eric Young. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, I start talking about Eric next week. <laughs> I start talking about Eric Young, and then I realize that JT is one of the guys that was always in the message boards. Like fuck Eric Young, <laughs> and it, yeah, it's well, it's just like 
but he doesn't but, watch it anymore, so he doesn't have to worry about it. Okay. <laughs> and I, I, and I got, I got, I go back on, back onto the um, um, <clears throat> warrior thing. I know we're we're not really we're kind of veering off it. Um, um, I found something that my brother posted. Now he's not he hasn't been a wrestling fan for a long time, but we used to we used to watch when we were kids. And this is what this is what he posted. Why is it that lame wrestlers like Hulk Hogan get to live way too long and have an influence with wrestling way after they should he should have been retired and totally out of wrestling? Yet good wrestlers like the Ultimate Warrior pass on too early. Running down to the ring and shaking the hell out of the ropes is far better than the Hogan leg drop. In hindsight, you can say that he full ability. <laughs> I, I, I mean, because that just opens the door to um, criticism of the warrior. That's legit. It doesn't matter. It's the character that and and the idea that he represented, not his move set, because his move set was limited, dude. Whether or not that was yeah. by the WWE's design or not, I don't know. But it was also the era too, right? He was also from an era where everyone's moveset was limited. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Except for, except for Sheik. <laughs> well, no Sheik one limits the Sheik. <laughs> yeah, Sheik, Sheik come to Britain, put Mark in camel clutch, break his back, make him humble. <laughs> Sheik's moveset's limited to one move. <laughs> camel only clutch. needs one move. He only needs one move, that's exactly. Great. Well, and that's that's why that that Steamboat Savage match was so uh, impressive when it happened. It was because it was like just mind-boggling. You see these guys doing what they were doing compared to what we were conditioned to see. I went back. It's it's the evolution. It's the evolution of professional wrestling, really. I mean, you know, they they've of course been stepping back from you know doing the high spots in the WWE for a while because of the obvious damage that has occurred. The reason we lost other wrestlers, not necessarily to death, which is the worst way to lose them, but to you know career-ending injuries like with Edge, right? So, I mean, that's that's no real perfect argument. There's no perfect answer. It's like technical ability and all that shit. Um, I think it's more the the impact of of the character and, and influence on the childhood growing up. I mean, I wasn't the biggest Warrior fan. I didn't. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't say that I would be a hypocrite. I would be a hypocrite if I said he was like my favorite wrestler of all time. But did he influence me? Of course he did. You know, fucking watching the honky tonk man get jobbed out that quick. How yeah. about, how much? Who who didn't mark out for that? That was awesome. The funny thing is, I had just watched that match again, uh, like two weeks ago. And so after Warrior passed away, I watched. They showed WrestleMania six on the WWE Network on Wednesday night, uh, along with a little, you know, tribute clip thing for the Warrior. Um, and I went back, and just for the hell of it, I watched the Halloween Havoc match. You know, the terrible one with Hulk Hogan. Um, but then I watched his SummerSlam '92 match with Randy Savage. Which prompted me to go on on Twitter and say, did Randy Savage ever have a bad match? And I got a reply from Tyson Kidd, of all people, <laughs> who says, no, I don't think he did. <laughs> uh, that was probably one of uh, Ultimate Warrior's best matches, in all fairness. Yeah. I don't think it was as good as the WrestleMania 7 match, but it was it was it was good. And then I saw the, uh, I don't know if you guys 
caught this. It was in a, a group we're all in on Facebook. Uh, somebody posted the uh, Delirious versus uh, Machismo King Jay Lethal ROH match. Did you hit that? Was you okay? <laughs> yeah, that that was great. It was identical to the WrestleMania match except for the finish. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, I, I think of all the things that got posted up, and there was a lot of great stuff. That was the one that I enjoyed the most. I think it was because it was these are just guys that are about our age who were influenced by the same, you know, storylines that we all watched as kids, recreating it out of just love for the for professional wrestling as we know it, you know? I, that's what I think made it so cool. I'm glad I, I didn't I didn't go out of my way to find that. I kinda stumbled across it and I'm like, I gotta share this. I forgot about this. Because <laughs> I had seen it in the past, but I just didn't even didn't even occur to me to to go out go and search for it. Just fortunately, somebody on Reddit posted it, and I'm like right away. I'm like, oh, I'm putting this out to other groups because the you know the, the, these these guys. That's that's I think one of the big things is like as fans, a lot of us are are deeply impacted. But there's there's a lot of wrestlers that are pretty sad uh, right now too. Oh, absolutely. And there's that awkward radio silence. And awkward silence. <laughs> well, this I, mean, thing, I don't want to mention the queen bitch's name, but we... Oh, yeah. And things as well. You know... A lot of people are sad right now. Uh, I can't... You know, the, <laughs> just, uh, the thing is, the thing is with her, you just, you just don't... It, it's like it's like the um, Simpsons song. Her names can move on. <laughs> Well, that's the thing. That's the thing. It, that's the thing with her. It's a, it's like that song from The Simpsons. That, um, Lisa sang in the Halloween one of the Halloween episodes. Just don't look. Just don't look. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, if you if you if you don't watch it, if you it, it just goes away. You know. <laughs> yeah, she, she. You know, and I, we we can get into it when we get into the news if you want, or if we can talk get it now. Like, uh, well, uh, let, let's 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 talk about it now because we do we do have a guest in the second half of the show. We have uh, Thomas Shire, well, who is. It was like was it was it Cody or was it D- yeah, Dusty, Co- Dusty Rhodes? Co- Cody it out that she's just an angry she's angry that Dusty dumped her ass in the eighties. Yeah, Co- Cody. Uh, Cody destroyed her in, in his tweets. <laughs> uh, this, this is this is Cody Rhodes. I mean, DDP played it nice, and then Cody just destroyed her. Yeah, DDP was like, I was just there to talk about Warrior the Man. If I would have known that's what it was going to be, I would have done it. Bang! <laughs> you know? Cody Rhodes says, Why are folks so surprised by Nancy Grace? She got dumped by a pro wrestler in the 80s and started a life quest just to be awful. If she was remotely confident in her accusations, she'd interview an active talent, yet she won't do that because she'd have a Mark Cuban, Skip Bayless situation, and she would come off as the ignorant sweat hog she actually is. The statement I liked was from Mike Johnson of PWInsider.com. And he says, Dear Nancy Grace... Thank you for the insightful piece on your CNN headline news series yesterday on The Ultimate Warrior. I know what the fine journalistic standards you've set for yourself. The facts would certainly be at the forefront of this sad, tragic story. After all, watching your segment last night, I learned Warrior was found dead. There were allegations of illegal steroid and drug use in his passing. Warrior was, quote, a top WWE superstar at the time of his passing. Warrior collapsed at his hotel while walking to his car with his wife. Wait a minute, didn't you just say she was? he was found dead? 
Lots of wrestlers have died young with implications of drug use, including wrestlers like Mark Curtis, stomach cancer, Owen Hart, fall to his death, Brady Boone, car accident, Joey Morella, actually a referee, car accident, Chris Candido, blood clot following surgery, and DJ Peterson, motorcycle wreck. That you have no idea what the term catastrophic medical event could mean. That you don't recognize Diamond Dallas Page when he's not half naked. I don't know if you guys saw the segment. She actually did say that. Uh, that not everyone used steroids back in the day because you never used them. That Warrior was referred to as ultimate. Well, at least by you. Uh, thank you so much for the fine, upstanding research your team does on your show. Not since the days where your show told me that Chris Benoit may have committed murder because he was upset that he was demoted from the Four Horsemen to ECW and that wrestling fans looked up to the grunge. Have we seen such hard-hitting, insightful mainstream media work on professional wrestling and those who populate that unique genre? This incredible attention to detail and journalistic ethics brings me nothing but confidence that every other story you present will be conveyed to your viewers with the same incredible reporting. Your credibility speaks for itself. Sincerely, Mike Johnson. <laughs> the, the, the Iron Sheik tweeted out, Nancy Grace, you fat, dumb bitch. I beat the fuck out of you. You talk bad about my wrestling brother. Go fuck yourself, you yeah. dead dog whore. <laughs> Hello, Nancy Grace, you dead dog whore. Go fuck yourself. And then this other one, if you if you look, if there's a picture with, on a link to his Instagram. Hello, Nancy Grace. I wish I see you. I break your fucking neck and pancake tits with my camel clutch. And it's a picture of him giving her the camel clutch. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I never actually that. bothered watching an Nancy Grace thing because I agree with JT 100%. If you yeah, don't watch it, it goes away. I think what, what it was, she said she said something along the line of Owen Hart with died yeah. of steroids. It's like, and, uh, that's why I, I included what Smith Hart put in on his Facebook. Uh, <laughs> and and it, it, I think it probably sums up uh, the, the family might not always agree, but I'm sure they agree with this statement. I think our beloved sister-in-law, Martha, as well as my entire family, should be, tremendous, be tremendously offended by the implication of Nancy Grace that my brother Owen's demise had anything to do with drugs or steroids. For her to attempt to capitalize on Warrior's death, while his family grieves for personal choices he may have made more than 20 years ago, is a sad, a sad today for what passes as journalism today. Breaking news! Many rock stars snorted cocaine in the 80s. Maybe we should shut down the entire music industry. We should not buy into their, uh, such ridiculous libelous statements. And, of course, notably in seriousness, what he says next is the most important thing. We will hear official details from the coroner this weekend and not from some gossip journalist. So... That that's why well, as soon as I heard he she or he heard it whatever whatever Nancy Grace is, <laughs> um was conducting that to Owen and then a few other wrestlers that followed it was just like I don't want to watch this like the last thing I want to do is support this in any way you know. Well, here's the thing: is uh, Justin Ruff was the first one I noticed uh, to to post anything about Nancy Grace saying anything, and he posted that. Nancy Grace said Owen Hart died of steroids. I'm like, okay, I've got to see this. So I actually looked it up, and, and now she didn't specifically say that any of the aforementioned wrestlers in that statement that I read uh, died of steroids, but that was you could tell that was the implication because there was no context whatsoever. It just said wrestlers who died young while she's sitting there babbling on about how a warrior died, of, uh, died amidst rumors of drug and steroid abuse. 
which, of course, the official statement had come out earlier in the day. We know this because they referred to the catastrophic medical event. The official statement from Arizona police said that drugs and alcohol were not a factor, uh, were not suspected to be a factor in his death. And this woman's on TV amidst rumors of drugs and steroids and has a list of wrestlers who died young while she's saying all this. So the implication is there that he died from steroids and that Mark Curtis and, and all these other guys, Joey Morella and all them, died of steroids. That's the implication to just a casual viewer of her show, um, which is ridiculous. It's just, you know, over, they're, they're making a grab to, I guess, try to make her look credible, uh, which Seb Coulter reply, uh, had the... Uh, tweet that says deport nancy grace <laughs> yeah, but but where do we, i was just say where do we deport her to who'd want who'd want her yeah and of, and, and of and course piers morgan will take her too <laughs> and and of course uh road dog is the one to put this in perspective. Nancy Grace has a biased opinion of our industry. She's overlooking the fact that a wife and children lost their husband and father. Which is absolutely... That, that was pretty much what Smith Hart was saying as well. Yeah. Was that you, he's got a grieving family and they don't really need that kind of shit. Exactly. It's, it's you know, she's a ratings whore. That's all it is. We can come on our show and we can make up all, all the shit we want too, and and maybe people will listen to us. I've been tempted. I really want to start a oh, wrestling yeah, that's true. rumor. That's we true. Just, we go. We fly by the seat of our pants. You think we're legit? We're still more legit. We're still more legit than I, Nancy Grace. I've read WrestleZone and seen how quickly they can start. Oh, I want to get in on that. Oh, <laughs> uh, WrestleZone! Isn't that what they were calling BNN? Back in the <laughs> when the when the when the Benoit thing happened, <laughs> you know, and, and this is where this is what's funny is that's where it starts with Nancy Grace is is you look and you you go back to uh, the Chris Benoit thing where she's trotting out every you know you know every has been wrestler with a grudge to towards WWE to come out and be like well yeah they were force feeding him steroids and that's why he uh, like uh, what the fuck man like no offense to uh, Mark Merrow but he, he's one of those guys that was on that show saying well you know it's WWE's fault <sighs> just trying to get himself a little attention you know <laughs> I mean we, we joke and we mess around but there are disgruntled employees who will make up shit yeah exactly and there are reasons they aren't allowed back in. Right. Well, meanwhile, while we're all mourning the mourning the passing of the Warrior, Monday Night Raw this week is going to be a tribute show to Ultimate Warrior. I, I don't know if that's going to be like uh, like like the Eddie Guerrero and Owen Hart tribute shows where they have guys come out and wrestle in his honor, or if it's going to be like uh, to the the Chris Benoit tribute show where it's three hours of highlights. Of course, with <laughs> of course, the warrior one we'll see again. <laughs> yeah, I imagine that's one particular episode that won't end up on the network. I, I'm I'm fairly certain that's not going to end up there. <laughs> is the pay per view he missed up there? I think it is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, that Venge- Vengeance Night of Champions was that pay-per-view, and that is up. Um, but, of course, uh, so so Monday, of course, we got not only the last appearance of Warrior, uh, but we had Hogan on there presenting the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal Trophy to Cesaro, who is now a Paul Heyman guy instead of a Zeb Coulter guy. That was just great. Oh, I loved it. <laughs> the King of Swing, Cesaro. <laughs> uh, you, of course, uh, we we found out that uh, both Bo Dallas and uh, Adam Rose are coming up to the main roster soon, which didn't we already try the Bo Dallas experiment? But the thing, the thing about yeah, Bo but Dallas... I'm going to join the Shield, but believe in the Shield. No. <laughs> no, the thing about Bo Dallas is when they brought him up before, he was a smiling baby face. And nobody likes a smiling baby face. Just ask Especially the rock. A face like his. Yeah, just just ask the rock. <laughs> now now he's a he's a smiling heel. Which I if anybody saw NXT this week. <laughs> oh yeah, that's crowd most of them turned their backs to him. It was quite a sight to see. Oh Wait, my god, they find the crowd to literally turn their backs on someone. I did. This Occupy the, NXT, man. This is what's great. Bo season. Dallas comes out, and Bo Dallas is trying to uh, get get himself another title shot. And so he's like, oh, you know, Daniel Bryan has the yes movement. I have the bow movement. I'm going to bring all my bow levers in the ring, and we're going to occupy NXT. And nobody comes out. And he just he drops to his knees, and he's like, I gave you cookies. What more do you want from me? <laughs> JBL finally comes out and he's like, huh, this is the worst Occupy I've ever seen. You don't even have enough people in the ring to Occupy a seesaw. <laughs> oh. But I, I think, but that's the difference between now and a year and a half ago when they tried bringing up Bo Dallas. Is Bo Dallas is a smiling heel, which works because he's supposed to be obnoxious. So, you know. Well, we'll we'll see what happens. We'll, we will we'll see, see what happens. happens. I, mean, I, I still I, remember I, I when Dash and Cody Rhodes give a, people. I do think yeah. it's neat that we have a a dual uh, promotion. Well, not promotion, but diva title holder. Yes. Because I mean, it's 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 kind of, it's kind of shitty that they just put it on it right away because that means no belt. But the good thing is that there is that element of the story is that. She has to defend the title on both shows now. Because she has two of them. From what I've read, they're going to just vacate the women's title on NXT. And Summer Rae or Sasha Banks are likely... Uh, not Summer Rae. Uh, Charlotte and Sa- or Sasha Banks are likely the ones to uh, win whatever it is they do to get the title. But I, I just assumed she'd drop it to one of them. And it remains to be seen at this point, but yeah, uh, that was the... yeah. But that would that would be kind of weak, though. I mean, here's the the top show title holder dropping it to the bottom show title. It's true. That I, that I don't know if that I think that booking will cause the uh, the people watching the shows to be like asking themselves, "What the fuck is this all about?" Yeah, that, it, that would it make would make this sense. title look like shit. <laughs> I think I think it makes more sense for her to just vacate the title. Yeah, if if that's the what they plan on doing, that that does make more sense. 
because you, you want you want the title to mean something it hardly means much more than a prop these days for the most part you know anyway and and i mean some people would argue well you know the fact that she wanted it in a debut match kind of devalues it as well i don't know about that i've heard that criticism I, I, I'm, a, I'm a little on the fence about her winning it right away, but I'm, I'm still happy to see her because we wanted to have her up on the main roster for a while now. Now they just have to get rid of Oksana. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Yeah, well, he does wonderful I things backstage. What, what? What? I don't entertain you backstage? <laughs> she can entertain backstage. You just keep her off TV. I don't entertain you enough? Entertainment us. <laughs> Entertainment <laughs> us, anyway. Uh, but but no, this is this is what I thought was great about it is you have AJ out there after defying the odds, winning that that fourteen diva one fall match at WrestleMania, and coming out she's bragging about two hundred ninety five days as divas champion, longest running divas champion in history. She gets beat by a rookie in her first match on the main roster for the title. Because she was cocky and says, I can, hell, you're here, let's fight. I'll put the title on the line. And you know, every year they got, they, they have some kind of shocking moment. And that was it, was Paige winning the title. Of course, we're supposed to believe that the shocking moment was the shield turning on the authority, but that happened like a month ago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's just now solidified because they actually attacked Triple H this time. And of course, Cesaro joining Paul Heyman. Yeah. Which is great. I love it. Because you think I find he's, it fascinating no. that Paul Heyman is both a face and a heel simultaneously on the same yeah, episode. That's, yeah. That's the thing I've heard as well is Cesaro is more of a face now, but he's paired with a heel manager. So what's happening? I think I think it's just kind of it, it's more on Heyman than it is on Cesaro. Like the question is how how he's going to be perceived because like we might not see Brock for a while. I don't know if he's booked for Extreme Rules or not. And I think Paul Heyman might be the only guy in the WWE that like I don't even want to call him a tweener, but he, it's almost like he transcends alignment. You know, if we're talking Dungeons and Dragons wise, mm-hmm. yeah, I think I think he's true and neutral. And he puts it best when he says himself he's an advocate. He basically does what his current client wants him to do. Yeah. And he gets them over and not any kind of motive or anything. If that makes any sense at yeah. all. Yeah, yeah. No, I, th- I think you need to say it slower. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. <laughs> I don't I don't I don't know if you guys like watch the uh Michael Cole interviews every Wednesday on WWE.com. I usually no. don't. I usually no, they don't. I must always show them on TV anyway, so. I usually don't, but this week he had Paul Heyman. And I'm like, oh, I, I have gotta, seen the hug. I got to see this because and what happens is is Michael Cole starts off the interview like, "Why did you call me a thing on Raw on Monday?" <laughs> and Paul Heyman just looks at him like, "Are you taking this seriously?" Are you a 12-year-old girl? <laughs> and then he gives him a hug, and he's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> but it's great. I love it. Paul Heyman's like, you know, Paul Heyman is one of my favorite managers of all time. I, I you know, 
Obviously, he's you know out here. I I am the in fact the greatest manager of all time. I don't know about that. I'm still a Bobby Heenan guy, but uh, I I do like Paul Heyman, and uh, I I like him with Cesaro, and I see good big things for Cesaro with Paul Heyman. He's he's because Cesaro actually has a personality unlike uh, Heyman's last two clients. Wait, was there somewhere between Punk and Lesnar? <laughs> yeah, they're a tag team now. Oh yeah, he was with Ryback <laughs> and Axel for a while. I genuinely forgot. <laughs> yeah, see, that's that's because those two have no personality, and even Paul Heyman couldn't give them one. And to think we were excited when they joined Heyman. <laughs> yeah. Finish. <laughs> <laughs> big uh, traps for a big man. Yeah. Uh, so what uh, was there anything else I'm missing from Raw cuz I don't have anything up on my screen right now for Raw. I'm just kind of going by memory. Oh, the 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 crowd totally hijacked the Orton Batista match. That was good. Well, yeah, what else is new? <laughs> well, that's only happened once before, so it's new. <laughs> well, I mean, what else R- is new for post-WrestleMania? Uh, RVD came back, which immediately put him right back into the mid-card. Um, but that's fine. I'm okay with that. I, I don't think RVD is needed to be no. pushed towards the top or not. He can just help, you know, help establish new guys. That's yeah. I actually genuinely enjoyed that match because the whole match was RVD just trying to do his little finger pointing thing and Sandow interrupting him. <laughs> You're welcome. It was great. I loved it. And of course, Rey Mysterio got booed out of the building because he was facing Bad News Barrett with all the uh, people from Britain in attendance. Yeah. I'm so cool. glad he's back in the ring. <laughs> he didn't get the same reaction on SmackDown, though. No, no, he tried to he tried to get his his like, you know, cr- the crowd into him chanting, but they had all since returned home. So yeah, no decorum on SmackDown for him. I was still sitting here rooting for him. Uh, Rusev <laughs> came out and snuck up the joint. Um, yay! I don't mind Rusev, but I just I hate that woman so much. <laughs> yeah, she's I... easy to hate. I just, like, there's nothing to Rusev. He's just a big guy that beats people up. Oh, boy, I haven't seen that before in wrestling. Oh, look, you beat Zack Ryder in your debut match. Good for you. <laughs> Who hasn't beaten Zack Ryder? I think he's jobbed everybody on here uh, on this podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, look, you, you beat up Zack Ryder. Who... <laughs> And then he wrestled somebody else, like, on main event, and I don't even remember who it was. That's how important it was. <laughs> it was the popcorn vendor. Yeah, it probably was. Improv 2 match. Just wouldn't pay for his popcorn if he got his ass handed to him. His checks wouldn't clear. <laughs> I, I do have one quick thing on WrestleMania, though, that's not related to most to anything most people have been talking about. And that is Cena not putting up a Wyatt. I don't really care. That wasn't the point of the match. At first, I wanted Wyatt to win, but over the course of the match, it 
it just became Wyatt wanted to lose. He just wanted to lose in a different way. It was the embrace the hate shit all over again. Well, it wasn't that he wanted to lose. He wanted Cena to, uh, you know, become the monster. Yeah. Become the monster. Here, hit me with the chair. (laughs) Nothing was better than the referee shouting, Don't do it, Cena. This isn't you. Yeah. (laughs) But, I mean, that's that's really the whole point. It's it's the storyline, which actually makes Bray kind of come across looking okay. It's 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 simply trying to make Cena turn to his you know like you say release the monster or whatever become a best you know do the Joseph Park thing. I'm okay with that. I thought that was a good match. I mean, we we did a, we talked a lot about Mania in the post show. I don't remember exactly what I I said about it at the time, but having watched SmackDown and and reviewed it for you bastards, um, <laughs> that was made really clear. That that's the program, and they're moving forward with it. That Bray Bray cut a promo that essentially alluded to the fact that he just was a little shy of the mark, and he will indeed make Cena release the monster. Whether or not that happens or not, we'll find out because that is what they're moving forward with, at least for one more pay per view. And it was a great promo. Even Cena. Wait, 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 wait. One more special event. I don't know if you heard that yeah, one. Yeah, they're not pay-per-views anymore. <laughs> a special event on Raw? No, special no, events. They call the, the they're not calling them pay-per-views anymore. They're they're special events now. Nah, well, they're pay-per-views in Canada, so fuck you and your <laughs> network. Anyway. Pay-per-view. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we don't we don't live in the States, Joe. You guys have some weird, like, fake terminology. I call it wrestling. You can call it sports entertainment. <laughs> no, no, no. Vince... Vince and Hunter and Stephanie have weird terminology. Right. Not us Americans. Remember, right. All no, of us, I, just because you can't, you can't judge us by what a few idiots in this country do. Yeah, I, I uh, honestly yeah, don't mind. I, I'm joking. I'm joking at their expense because that's what they're calling it is special events. But much like, much like some of us can't not can't mock other countries because of a a, a cartoon. Right. Yeah, I honestly don't mind the term sports entertainment. I just hate sports entertainer. It just sounds like some of the stupidest shit in the that, world. That is, that is just, that's just dumb. They're fucking wrestlers, man. That's what they do. And when they were, it's just, I can accept sports entertainment. Either. I just can't accept sports entertainer. Yeah, no, I, exactly. It's this thing they've actually had to someone you could call a sports entertainer would be done as a clown. An actual fucking clown. <laughs> you know, it's it's funny because I've been watching these old uh these old Monday Night Raws and I know JT has as well with Doink the Clown on them. And then I watched the uh last night I watched the first actually it was the last ECW hardcore TV promoted under Eastern Championship Wrestling. And the first match on that show is Doink the Clown versus 911. And uh, and Doink the Clown of course at that point in ECW portrayed by the late Matt Bourne. Never did get hit me with that whoopee cushion. Oh well. It is what it is, man. <laughs> But anyway, what were we talking about? Uh, the, the Cena Wyatt thing continuing for one more special event. 
I yeah, think it makes course. sense to have the next one at Extreme Rules, where you can have it be a no DQ match, so Cena can lose his shit without losing the match due to a DQ. Not that they'll ever make Cena lose his shit. Yeah. I thought Orton's job was to lose shit. <laughs> In people's bags? No, he doesn't Something lose like it. That. Losing implies he he forgot he put it there. Yeah, he knows where it is. He didn't lose it. <laughs> yeah, so, somehow the, you know, the big show... Unless he forgets whose... Unless he forgets whose bag it was, then it's, whose bag was that in? Shit, I lost my shit. <laughs> <laughs> the worst part about that autumn bathroom picture is it proved autumn does use the bathroom sometimes. <laughs> Unless there was a bag hidden out of view and he just went there to wash his hands afterwards. The kid had the bag, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Orton signed it for that's him. That's why he was making. That's why he was making that face. <laughs> like, like it says, I can't believe they asked me to shit this bag. Face. <laughs> you know, with how weird some wrestling fans are, someone has made that request to him. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. It's quiet again. Oh, I keep getting interrupted, but bag shitting talk. Did you guys actually catch the Sorrow Big Show match? Because if you like Paul Heyman, he was awesome on it. I did. He was on commentary. I I caught that one, and I think I fell asleep. Uh, you always fall asleep. I fell asleep a couple of matches later. I, I don't re- even remember who was wrestling. It was that bad. <laughs> uh, it wasn't bad. It was just normal. It, it was just that simply that, like, typical matches that weren't really important. The opening match was kind of the important one. Where, you know, you had the double segment and Cesaro basically was taking the advice from Heyman on commentary. You know, just before the first commercial break, he goes over to him and since Heyman's wearing the headset, we were treated to listen to the actual commentary. You know, she basically said he can't fight if he can't breathe. And then he screamed at him, take his air, take his air. Yeah. And and that was that was awesome. Like that that made that match what it was because it, it explained exactly what was going on when we came back. We didn't need Cole and well, JBL, I guess, stinking up the joint again. You know, Pona Rusev. I, uh, so I I thought it was pretty good, but the the outcome was the best. Like the 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 way he, Cesaro ended up winning, like he he dropped flying European uppercut to the back of Show's head, and then he leaps right onto the fucking top rope, does another one, and then he fucking neutralized him. Mm-hmm. That was a great finish. It was like it, it, and again, it. I think it kept Show looking strong because he had to take two like massive punches to the head before he, t- you know, took the uh, the finishing move. That's pretty devastating, man. You know, obviously, the the only way he could have topped that is is to like literally have tried to throw a Show in the air and give him the uppercut. But we don't think we'll ever see that, do we? Well, he went for the swing, is what happened, and then uh, Swagger attacked him. Uh, he never actually managed to get it in. That's right. He he went so for it, but Swagger attacked him. First. They're teasing it. Now. Yeah, we'll get it eventually. I want to see him somehow transition the swing into a European uppercut. I'm not sure of the logistics. <laughs> I'll work it out. Mark's like studying physics right now. He's like, let's see. So if he like does if this, he, and if, he does it. If he spins them, then he throws them. They somehow land on their feet, hit the ropes, and run into an uppercut. <laughs> He's studying yeah, centrifugal I, I, I force. Got, I, got, I gotta say, this, it might be possible with a smaller guy. 
You might yeah. be able to pull it yeah. off with a smaller guy. Yeah. Someone like Wade, a Sincara type, you know. Yeah. It was the uh, the Fandango versus Santino match I fell asleep during. Because I've seen that match several times. Yeah. Actually, no, I, I, I stayed awake for that, and I think I fell asleep during the break afterwards. Um, because I remember Layla snatching the uh, the Cobra away from Santino. So you, that means you managed to see the whole show then, almost. Almost. So you saw, you know, Hulk Hogan's little speech, which was all right. Yeah. And then uh, we had, yeah, we had more bland, just sort of repeat matches. Ryback, so lost Matadores. I mean, it it was terrible, but it's just not really worth watching. After the whole week of watching so much good stuff on uh, on Sunday and Monday. Same thing with like Damien Sandow and Rob Van Dam. It was just, it was what it was. Yeah. I got that letter, letter you sent, by the way, Joe. Thanks. <laughs> letter I sent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's in the review, man. You sent me a letter. I'm sure I did. I just I send a lot of letters. Yeah. Sorry about sending it to uh to Spring Camp, but I figured it was about <laughs> that time. <laughs> I send a lot of letters. I don't know what I write anymore. Oh, there's the letter I sent. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> so who wants to do a break song this week since George isn't here? I got one ready. Okay. I got one queued up if you if you want to do it. If you if you want it to be me. If someone else wants to do it, go right ahead, but I've got one queued oh, up. Feel free. Uh, yeah, but if you try playing it, it's not gonna play, so you gotta let me know. I know, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw do you want me to send it to you through Skype? Facebook it to me because it's on Facebook the other it. it's gotta be on the other computer or else you guys can't hear it. Facey space. At least we know then it wasn't entirely George's fault when he couldn't click a Skype link. If well, well, well no, 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 because at the time, <laughs> at the time it was working. <laughs> so, I, it's ju- it just stopped working like three weeks ago. <laughs> okay, I just sent it to you. Did you get it? Uh, Yes. Okay, I will throw the intro in. Um, I'm surprised they haven't done this, this band yet. In the two years we've done this show, we might have. I just forgot. But this is off their brand new record. This is by a band, Steel Panther. Um, oh, this is off their, off their new off their new record. Um, here, I got it right in front of you. Uh, All you can eat. This song is called "Party Like Party Like Tomorrow Is the End of the World." All right. Well, here it is on Board Wrestling Fan. We'll be back in four minutes.
Nice little pick me up. That would have been a good song for uh, like last year when the Mayans were uh, like saying <laughs> that it was the end of the world or well, whatever. <laughs> I, if you should, if anybody wants, you should just check out the actual video for that that song. It's it's pretty funny. It's 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 a bottom minute. I would have put the actual video up, but it was like a minute and a half longer. And there's like a, a scene and before, and it would just wouldn't make it wouldn't make sense to just listen to it. Right, you'd have to watch it, but yeah, that, that well, uh, yeah, it's definitely the album's a, was a. It's been a lot in the last couple of weeks. It's done a lot of picking me up for the last couple of weeks. So, so I, I, I just got this news here. Uh, anyone who has WWE Network, sorry, G, sorry, Mark, uh, starting Tuesday at nine p.m. Central Time. Uh, Warrior, The Ultimate Legend, a four-part series on the life and times of Warrior, will air four weeks starting Tuesday, all one-hour shows. And I'd like to thank David Fuller from IHWE for that uh, tidbit of information. And, of course, David also provided our guest for this afternoon, uh, Thomas Shire, who will be part of the IHWE experience on June 8th. Um and here's the thing about this interview is we literally just found out who we were interviewing last night. And it's very difficult to find a lot of information on uh, this gentleman. So we're going to be uh, trying to find out more about him as we're talking to him. <laughs> I know G tried to find some information unsuccessfully. I know a little bit about him from what, what David stole. Huh? Yeah, I didn't find out about this until I got the message at work, and then I came home and watched hockey and went to bed. So, <laughs> uh, you know, but that when you, you don't get that any real notice, you can't really do much. So, but I, Joe said he got some info. Um, a little bit of info. Yeah, and, and I know his Twitter handle. So, <laughs> that much. Uh, yeah, we can. We, I I kind of was like bored out of my mind last night and like half asleep on a couch and got the message from David and it's like oh okay cool man yeah we'll we'll, we'll talk to the guy and then I went to bed and I kind of got up at like well before I went to bed I caught a message from G saying I think he's a St. Louis Blues fan <laughs> and uh, like oh okay that at least you know that much <laughs> oh he's he has people joking with him about hockey here, and I mean, I'm assuming St. Louis because he was in that area at some point. But yeah, who knows? 
Well, I guess we'll find out. Uh, we're going to be calling him in just a minute, but <laughs> but yeah, that that's that's the uh, and I, and I will mention that to him that we literally just found out last night we were interviewing him. I don't know how long he's known. <laughs> if he knows, hey, you know, as far as I know, he knows because I got the phone number here. <laughs> and, uh, he retweeted that the the post from David about the interview, so I'm pretty sure he knows he's being interviewed. Okay, it was just. You know, <laughs> but uh, Gregory yeah, that... Irons, huh? Gregory Irons. Gregory Iron was great, man. <laughs> yeah, how many times do we have to call him before we finally got there? Oh uh, yeah, that that was fun. It, it it wasn't that he wasn't around or that he didn't know he was being interviewed. It was that his phone just was not working to take take uh, phone calls. All right, let's uh, let's uh, go ahead and try and get him on the line here let's see add add people let me type in this phone number here this is the fun part for you listeners is me typing in phone numbers just like Vince McMahon (laughs) (laughs) Uh, never gonna give you up let you down you know they they overdubbed that on the network. Wait, yeah, he was Rick Roll live on there. He was. It was great. <laughs> All right. Wasn't it back before Rick Rolling was a thing too? No, it, it was. It was during that time frame. He doesn't even have a voicemail. <laughs> we'll try him again in a minute. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is what's great about live radio is, uh, you know. <laughs> live radio, folks, and I can't even do chic tweets because we did all the good ones. Yeah. The only good, the only one we did chic, I can only chic tweet I can say is that we didn't get to those had any importance is now biggest streak is in the Virgil's underwear. That's the only <laughs> other worthy chic worthy tweet this week that I didn't already say. You know, I I had the uh the, the WWE app going during Monday Night Raw and it says that the longest active undefeated WrestleMania streak is now Rob Van Dam at four and oh. Rob Van Dam is the new Undertaker. <laughs> Uh, let's give him another shot here. Let's see. Let's try him again. Live radio, folks. Be very Can be quiet. Sure. It is pretty. <laughs> you don't have to be quiet when it's ringing. <laughs> it, it is pretty impressive that RVD can still move like that given the shit he's gone through. Yeah. Hello? Hello, Thomas. Hey, how's it going? Hey, you're here with the uh, board wrestling fan crew. I'm Joe. We're you're, you're with G and JT and Mark as well. How you doing? How's it going, guys? I'm doing doing well. Hi. It's good to hear. Uh, we <laughs> literally just found out we were interviewing you like last night. So <laughs> forgive us yeah, if we don't. Have... Pretty much the same way I think you found out. <laughs> For, forgive us if we don't have a lot of information. <laughs> oh, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> But I do understand that uh, that you are uh, working at the uh, for you're doing the IHWE experience on June eighth. Uh, you yes. Uh, you were trained by Dory Funk Jr. 
Yes, I was trained by Dory Funk Jr. I lived in Florida. Uh, I moved to Florida in high school, and after I graduated high school, I saw that uh, Dory Funk Jr. had a school uh, about two hours away from where I lived in Jacksonville, uh, and he had a school in Ocala, Florida. And I went down there, and I guess I've been doing it ever since. <laughs> And you worked for him uh, for for Bang TV. Uh, you're a former yeah. former champion there. Oh yeah, two time world heavyweight champion. <laughs> two times. Uh, I, I was only two time Bang TV champion. So. I was just told you're a former champion. That's all I was told. <laughs> two times. <laughs> you know, got to make it sound sound uh, sound good. So <laughs> uh, two is more impressive than one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, all Japan pro wrestling you've done. Uh, yes, I, through Dory's school, uh, he had his retirement tour there uh, for All Japan Pro Wrestling uh, in March of 2008, and uh, Osama Nishimura, um, who used to train with Dory uh, back in the early 2000s, uh, he came to the school uh, shortly after Dory had his retirement tour, <clears throat> or before he had his retirement tour, and uh, helped train us and kind of scout out stuff, or, you know, wrestlers uh to go to Japan and uh through just training with Dory and training with Nishimura I was able to go in October of 2008 and actually uh live in the dojo and train uh with all the guys living in the dojo and uh tour around for a month and it was a really great experience So we don't get to talk to a lot of guys that have gone to Japan what what's the big uh, how different is it going to Japan and working as opposed to working here in the states uh, it was really different for me because I had only been wrestling about a year, so I didn't even really think that I belonged there, but I was there and I was going to make the best of it. And um, I had only really wrestled for Dory and uh, through his training and everything. I mean, we did, <clears throat> we always taped our shows and we always taped like our practice matches and everything like that. So we knew uh, kind of how to be camera ready, I guess. And uh, that was one of the biggest things when going to Japan was they had TV and then the possibility of actually being on a pay-per-view. And, um, you know, so we just had to be aware of the cameras and everything. And then also just it's a different culture pretty much. Uh, and just having to get used to their style, I guess, and being so young and wrestling and still learning, I think it, that was probably the best thing as opposed to probably being like 10 or 15 years into wrestling and then trying to adjust to the style uh, of, of wrestling there. But it's uh, just a little bit different. The crowds are different. I'm sure you guys hear the same stuff from everybody uh, or anybody that's ever talked about Japan. It's just, it's so different, but it's, it's so great. It's, it's a great experience to be there. And it's just, uh, Something that something that's very different. The, they don't really chant uh, like you hear at uh, shows in America, and um, you know, just the, the training is different because when we when we would get to the shows, uh, we would actually train for an hour before the show happened. And I go to uh, wrestling shows now; you don't really see people doing that. So we would all get together as a group. And uh, Kaz Hayashi would actually run a training program for about an hour before the shows with us. So that was something that I thought was different was that they did conditioning before they actually wrestled. So some people, they don't want to do conditioning before they wrestle. They want to wait 
and use it all up in the match, I guess. Uh, but they just have a different motor there. <laughs> all right. Uh, and that's all the information I have on you. <laughs> that's, that's, what, that's that's what was given to me. I, like I said, we literally got this last night. So. Uh, uh, that's so, pretty much so, all I've ever done in the seven years that I've been wrestling. Though that's that's all I'm good for is <laughs> tell people I was trained by Dory Funk Jr. and that I did a tour in, you know, for all Japan, and then nobody wants to know anything more, well, so I don't ever have to divulge <laughs> anything. Well, I, I do have uh, I do have a question. If that's okay. Uh, uh, because you've been to Japan, do you have a Ribera jacket? I've never, no, I never went. <clears throat> I, oh. I wasn't able to go. We uh, we didn't really. We had a weird tour schedule. Uh, they said it was weird for them, but I mean, I didn't. I didn't know any different. But uh, we just had like two days on, and then a day off, and then three days on, and then usually we'd be at the hotels on our uh, off day because we'd have to go drive to a different city. Um, yeah, unfortunately, I didn't. I didn't get to venture out as much as I wanted to uh, while I was there. So I only went to Tokyo maybe twice, and I think that was to do the Kwakun uh, show and the uh, Sumo Palace show and Ryogoku. Yeah, but I could probably buy one, bootleg one off the internet, <laughs> and then I can just tell people that I went there. <laughs> I've never considered that. <laughs> there you go, Mark. That's what you could do. You could be like, "Yeah, I, I wrestled in Japan before I became an author." <laughs> well, I, hey, I, it raises our credibility to have an ex-wrestler. Hey, <laughs> I, hey. how will the other podcasts do it? Hey, I'm a, I'm I'm a former former undisputed champion. See, I, I have the title belt sitting right behind me in my office. There you go. Joe Cena has a spinner belt, but we don't claim he's won anything. <laughs> If you buy the jacket, make sure that you're really good at forging signatures, and then that way you can say that whoever signed it gave it to you, so it has even more prestige to it. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll forge, like, Dory's name on it or something and be, like, personally handed to me from Dory Funk Jr. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. This is how to convince your friends you're a pro wrestler 101 yeah. <laughs> with, 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 Tom, with Thomas Shire and the, and the board wrestling yeah. fan crew. <laughs> I still have to do it, and they're they're watching me on on YouTube, or uh, they're they're in the stands watching it, and they don't even believe it. They're like, "You're not a wrestler." <laughs> so, I I maybe I'll write a book one day. Maybe that'll be my claim to fame. Wrote a book about how to convince your friends how to be a professional wrestler, and in parentheses was trained by Tori Funk Jr. and did a tour of all Japan. <laughs> <laughs> we can do it that way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, in the limited, if I had the book out though, you guys would have maybe you guys would have picked that up. <laughs> so we could have picked that up. We could have read, and we would have known more about it. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. That's what they did for me. We we would have had a whole two hours to read the book and <laughs> <laughs> yeah. of of the time that we're awake. House is two hundred and eighteen dollars. I'm not going to do that just for some prestige. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. I didn't get to go to Ribera, and I didn't get to go. I guess they have a Mean Jeans Burgers there. I didn't get to go there, but I really wanted to go there. See now, you, now you have a goal. You can you go back to Japan, <laughs> just to go just to go to Ribera and go to his Mean Jeans Burgers. Yeah, yeah it's, it's not the wrestling in Japan. <laughs> yeah, I, don't I, want I to had a lot of wrestling bars as well and stuff. <laughs> So I get the message last night that you're coming on the show, and and then I I kind of was like half asleep when I got the message, and I go I get on the computer right before I go to bed, and 
my co-host here, G, sent me a message like, I think he's a St. Louis Blues fan. <laughs> any, <laughs> any truth to that? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I'm actually a Detroit Red Wings fan. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So totally, totally the opposite of a of a blues fan. Yeah. <laughs> At least you're in different. Where did, he, where did he get that? The research, the research showed it. He he said uh, he went on he went on your Twitter and kind of got the uh, he he kind of assumed you were a blues fan. <laughs> oh, big time blues fan. I love him. I love him. Can't get enough of him. <laughs> send me send me free merch. Send me free merch. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was out well, work. Hopefully, he didn't it. have a. I'm sorry. I was at work, and I, did, I really only had access to a couple of things on my phone. So I was trying to figure something out because I work late at night, and uh, I have to get up to do the show. Kind of really doesn't give me a lot of a window time. A window of time. Like Joe has had the advantage of actually being at home. I just noticed a hockey hair joke yeah. on your Twitter feed, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, hockey hair mullets. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, but just, if you're if you're if you're a Detroit fan, then you must be very happy with the outcome of the game today against St. Louis. I actually didn't get to watch it, but I guess I am then. <laughs> yeah, th- three nothing, man. Three nothing. That's good. I was happy when uh, when they scored the goal against the Penguins and were in the Stanley Cup for the twenty third year in a row. So <laughs> I'm really happy with that. We'll see what what happens with that, though. <clears throat> but yeah, hopefully. Hopefully you guys didn't have too bad of a time researching anything. I know uh, sometimes people uh, hear that I went to Japan and they just, you know, type up Thomas Shire, and I didn't actually go to Japan as Thomas Shire. Uh, Dory uh, gave me the gimmick of Elvis Sharp. I was a bad guy Elvis character, so I was kind of like the honky-tonk man, I guess. Uh, but a lot worse in the ring. <laughs> See, we didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the kind of stuff we find out with weeks of research. Twenty minutes. <laughs> I'll tell you guys my whole life story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I, I actually went through a couple names there at Dory's. I was Ken Sharp, and then uh, there's like two other things, and then they, uh, Dory's wife Marty. I was like, you you look like a young Elvis. If you just dyed your hair, you would look like a young Elvis. And, you know, it'd be great. It'd be great for you. It'd be a really good thing. And so I dyed my hair. <laughs> I dyed my hair black and uh, did the whole Elvis did the whole Elvis deal for about three years when I was there. I, I trained and uh, lived in Ocala for about three years um, with Dory. And then uh, in November of 2010, I think, I moved to Texas, so I've been in Fort Worth, Texas for about four years now, almost or three or four years. Been wrestling there, and then I met uh, Fuller, David Fuller, um, who were having the uh, IHWE show uh, on June eighth at the I think it's the Cadera Center. Um, so I think that's who I think that's who got a hold of you though, Tommy yeah. Fuller. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's who got a hold of us at the very last minute and said, "Hey, this is your guest for tomorrow." <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, you know, that's I mean, that's how he works, man. He's a, he's a he's an old school promoter, man. <laughs> uh, I, I'll tell you, usually with you gotta da- be on your toes. <laughs> usually with David, we get a we get a little more notice, but this week with Ultimate uh, Warrior passing and everything, it just 
it it was like kind of like you know I don't really feel like talking business right now. So it was Thursday by the time I asked him like, hey, uh, you know your book this week? What do you got? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, let me tell somebody here. Uh, Shire will do. He's okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's never done a podcast before in his whole entire life, but you know. <laughs> he's he, he's he's sending me messages telling me who he's getting for me in the future, but he's still not kind of he's still kind of not telling me who's coming on this week. And then <laughs> it's last night, like, oh uh, yeah, your, your guest tomorrow is uh, is Thomas Shire. Like, oh well, that, that's, oh yeah, <laughs> that's great. Let me see what Some I can find out. You've never heard of before. <laughs> well, you got none of us are in Texas. I, I'm in Buffalo. Yeah. I'm in Buffalo. JT's in Syracuse. Mark's obviously in England. JT uh, uh, G rather is in uh, Calgary so we're kind of all over the place (laughs) and and so you guys are pretty close you know come out to the show (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah we'll be there (laughs) yeah it'll be a great time (laughs) (laughs) we'll be there in spirit (laughs) we love we we love David and we we hope the show is a a huge success and, and, and and you know, but uh, unfortunately, I don't think any of us are going to make it down there for the show. <laughs> unless he <laughs> well, wants to fly us out, David. Is, uh, I'm un- sorry? Un- un- unless David wants to fly us out. <laughs> well, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Maybe you guys can negotiate something. But uh, the good thing, if you guys can't make it out, we're actually going to be putting stuff on YouTube on the IHWE 2009 uh, is the YouTube channel. Uh, so we're going to be putting out the matches and everything like that on the YouTube channel. Uh, so even though you guys won't be there to watch it, you can watch it later on once we get it up there. Oh, absolutely. And that's the great thing about modern technology is you don't even need TV. You just, hey, here's yeah. here's our YouTube channel. Watch our last show, which is great. Yeah. Absolutely great. So uh, what what inspired you to, to uh, become a pro wrestler? Mm, money, fame. <laughs> Uh, Ribera jackets, things like that. That's the best answer. No, I just, <laughs> I actually, I grew up in Charlotte, North Carolina, and so pretty much since I was born, I just watched wrestling. I just, there's just something about it, and uh, the guys were just, I mean, the guys were larger than life because I was, I'm only 26. I just turned 26, and like, so I grew up uh, when uh, basically, I guess. Uh, Jim Crockett Promotions was turning into WCW and uh, so I just watched all that stuff I didn't really watch a lot of WWE uh, until probably about 96 because that's when I found out that there was another company basically I mean living in the mid-Atlantic area there in in North Carolina I kind of just we only thought about like Ric Flair and Sting and uh, you know uh, when Hulk Hogan came down, I, I think everybody knew who Hulk Hogan was and the Ultimate Warrior, of course, uh, and just guys like that, you know. And, and then once I started actually not watching wrestling for just to see uh, Sting come out in multicolored face paint and uh, do the yell and splash and stuff like that, once I actually started watching it as like the, the sport that it is. Uh, with guys like Dean Malenko and Eddie Guerrero and uh, Rey Mysterio, the guys that you always hear about in WCW. Um, Chris Jericho is a big influence on my career. Uh, you probably won't notice it because uh, <laughs> I can't do a lion salt or anything like that. But uh, you know, I just I just love the uh, the quality of wrestling. You know, 
uh, it's kind of a vague thing, but just, uh, just pretty much everything about it. <laughs> the, it was big cameras and, or not big cameras, but you know, like big arenas that had fireworks and guys jumping out of the ring and going crazy and it just caught my eye. And then once I actually, uh, found out about those guys that actually did like real technical wrestling and, uh, just told stories and maybe you know feel emotions that uh even looking back at them i can still look at them like uh you're you talking about the ultimate warrior passing away like the whole entire weekend before uh before uh the hall of fame or the whole entire week before the hall of fame i was just watching ultimate warrior matches because i was like oh man hopefully he can come back and you know make a return and everything like that that'd be awesome if you had one match against whoever you know like him and cena or something like that and uh unfortunately that's not going to be able to happen but right just like that's that's the thing that i love about wrestling is it can make you feel so many different ways like when brock lesnar got uh beat the undertaker for the streak i don't think anybody thought that that was going to happen you know even though it's brock lesnar but um yeah it's just still to this day it can make you feel certain emotions and i just love the uh, the scientific, uh, wrestling, uh, like when I grew up, I, I had certain people, but now the training through Dory, he really got me into Billy Robinson, um, and watch, watch Carl Gotch, uh, yeah, Carl Gotch, and, uh, you know, he, he really got me into Japanese wrestling, I guess, because I, I watched a lot of WCW and the WWE, uh, and then I started getting into TNA and ROH, and then, um, yeah, basically through Dory, I started getting into Japanese wrestling. I started watching it more, and I would watch the older wrestling and uh, Jumbo Shiruda and uh, uh, Kawada and guys like that, Masawa. Uh, watch, I, I really watched a lot of All Japan um, when I was with Dory, and uh, he would always show me uh, matches between him and Jack Briscoe. Those matches, I mean, they'd wrestle for an hour long, and they're not boring at all. So... Um, yeah, that's kind of a that's my that's my short answer to why <laughs> why I got into professional wrestling. We need the whole two hours. Fifteen minutes later, <laughs> we need the whole two hours for the long version. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to give you guys information, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we 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 need it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm notorious for not doing my homework on guests, uh, you know. But uh, but this time, well, I, I, I mean, I don't, I don't, I, I have an excuse. That you guys time. went on my Twitter and everything like that. I mean, I'm pretty sure you guys probably never heard of me before that, before any of this. So <laughs> I don't, I don't really venture out too much. <laughs> yeah, D- David's already on Facebook promoting the well on Twitter promoting the interview before I even knew yeah. about it. I'm like, okay, uh, okay, uh, let me check, check my out. Facebook. <laughs> like, oh, that's news to me. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, we really appreciate you coming on on la- on short notice too, because I know you didn't get more, much more notice than we did. Oh yeah, no, it's, it's no worries. I didn't. I didn't really have anything going on today. Uh, wrestled in San Antonio yesterday. Uh, had an eight man where I wrestled, uh, two of Hernandez's students and I wrestled Hernandez and Devon Dudley, uh, and a, and then the eight man too. So that was pretty cool. And then, uh, today I'm just doing nothing. I think I might go sit out by the pool. It's pretty nice here. <laughs> 
It's actually surprisingly nice here too in Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not snowing. It's it, for once. It's not snowing. <laughs> no, it's not yeah. snowing. It's not snowing up here. It's actually uh, we're gonna get record. We're, it's not gonna snow until Tuesday after record heat. Uh, record heat tomorrow. <laughs> it's supposed Uh-oh. to be. It's supposed to be seventy-five here tomorrow and snow on Tuesday. It's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's how it was it was crazy here because we had a one day it was like 80 and then the next day we had an ice storm and then it was 75 and then it snowed and <laughs> like, the weather's been really crazy this year yeah it's well, just nuts uh, up here up here in in, no, in Syracuse we call that that's what we call springtime <laughs> spring break <laughs> yeah yeah that's pretty good then <laughs> we had those, uh, yeah, June 8th, ISWE in Fort Worth. And uh, we get, we got a lot of great guys that are here uh, locally in Fort Worth, and then there's guys that are coming from Louisiana, and we're actually having Johnny Gargano come in. So that's a really big thing for uh, the companies, have someone like that uh, come in and, uh, you know, be, I don't I don't know, I haven't heard anything about who he's actually wrestling Um I mean, if if I could throw my my name into there, I'd I'd really I'd like to do that. So he's somebody that I think uh, is a is a really great wrestler, and uh, you know I'd, I'd look forward to uh, getting in there and uh, seeing what I could do with him. Yeah, David was telling me that this is Johnny's first time in Texas to wrestle, and I I, I kept telling david dude you you don't know how good of a talent you just booked <laughs> yeah yeah seriously when he told me that uh he told me that he was coming i was like johnny gargano he's like yeah i was like from pwg he's like yeah like no way <laughs> yeah we so. we had johnny on the show before he was actually our first guest and i finally got to see him uh about six months ago and uh-huh. uh got his autograph and he signed it he said uh i'm so glad i could be your first <laughs> so yeah that's that's gonna be a great treat for the texas fans who may not have seen johnny yet because apparently yeah. this is the first time wrestling in texas <laughs> yeah i don't I, I never knew that but um yeah i mean it'll be it'll be great and like i said i, I don't know who he's gonna be wrestling but if i get the opportunity i'm gonna make the best of it and uh we have a lot of we have a lot of great uh matches on the show. I mean, we got Gargano coming and we have uh guys like Spoiler two thousand and Mike Fox and uh Tim Storm I believe is gonna be there. Um and then what we're actually doing is this is a really cool thing because uh I don't know if you guys know that Fuller had the IHW or the Texas Hall of Fame and uh he brought like Stan Hansen was there. He held it in March and uh Stan Hansen came there, uh they inducted Bruiser Brody and Stan Hansen talked uh about uh, working with Bruiser Brody and um, they inducted uh, Terry Gordy in and they actually uh, Fuller had uh, Terry Gordy's I believe his daughters there and uh, so they got to speak about uh, their father and uh, that was a really cool thing and what he's going to be doing there is we're going to be having a Terry Gordy Memorial Battle Royal which I'm going to be in um, so I look forward to that because uh, when I was actually training with Dory um he used to tell me all about Terry Gordy and that's, that was somebody like growing up and where I grew up, I always got Georgia championship wrestling tapes and everything like that. And, uh, 
having Dory tell me about Terry Gordy and say that I reminded him in some way of Terry Gordy. You know, I don't, I don't really know what way because Terry Gordy was a really great uh, wrestler. But um, yeah, I just think that it's really cool what Fuller's what Fuller's going to be doing and honoring uh, Terry Gordy like that. Uh, Texas Wrestling Hall of Fame thing. That's that's awesome. We we talk to David about that all the time when he's on, and uh, uh, and he he always gets us guys that are going in or have, have been inducted or or inducting somebody. Uh, we had uh, Black Bart on the week before the show, and oh, okay. uh, he he was being uh, honored that night. So you know, so it, it's it's a really cool thing that he does down there, and uh, yeah, it's, it's really cool. It's a good thing for the sport, I, I feel like. Being able to bring those people together, you know, some people probably haven't seen each other in 15 years or something like that, and they get to come in and have a special day and relive memories from, you know, uh, their active days, I guess I could say. Some of them are still active, though. You gotta watch it. Like, I used to wrestle Dory all the time when I when I trained with him. He was 70, 70 years old, giving me his European uppercuts <laughs> or his, his uppercuts, and kicking my you know, <laughs> kicking me all around so you gotta watch it man those those old school guys they can they can still go a lot of them can still go so I, I saw one of the pictures from the Hall of Fame of Stan Hansen and I, I was out with that with, uh-huh. uh, with my other co-host George who isn't here today and I I showed him the picture I said dude he, he kind of looks like Jerry Springer now and I, <laughs> I mentioned this to David on air because we had David on I think the next day and uh-huh. um and, and David's like, oh well, you know, uh, just hope he didn't hear you say that. <laughs> oh, by the way, I might be able to get you get him on the show for you. <laughs> like, oh yeah, great, th- th- thanks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what I need him to come to New York and give me one of them lariats. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I am not a wrestler. <laughs> All right, here's a, here's a question that we uh, we like to ask everybody, and that is, uh, and, and I know you're still young in your career, uh, but have you had that moment? in your career yet where you can where you, you sit there and you take it all in and you say you know if I retired right now I'd be happy have you ever had that moment uh right now every day no <laughs> um <clears throat> I don't really think I ever had have had that moment where I think about retiring or anything like that I mean um I am really happy though I'm, I'm happy with what's happening in my wrestling career I'm happy with my life right now um so, I mean, if it was something where I just figured I'd walk away from it, I feel like I did fairly well for myself. I got to wrestle Devon Dudley and Sean Hernandez yesterday. Uh, I got to wrestle Dory Funk Jr. for about two years of my life. I got to go to Japan. Um, you know, I got to I got to travel to a couple different states. So I feel like it's it's a pretty good thing, you know. But I, the thing that I looks the most forward to is not retirement but what's going to happen you know in the next week or month or year five years hopefully i can be doing it another five or ten years you know so that's the thing that i that's the thing that i look on more i don't really think about retirement or anything like that well, again like i said you're you're still young in your career so i wouldn't think you'd have that moment or or even be thinking about retirement yet but you know yeah it's yeah. a question we ask everybody i got a lot of miles left on yeah. me pal <laughs> it, it's a question we it's a question we ask everybody it's it was it was actually johnny gargano inspired that question so <laughs> what 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 good question to ask cuz some now now am i contemplating i might i might just put it on my twitter later tonight I'll, 
be sitting by the pool. Like I just, I had, I had to think about it for about two hours, but I'm going to retire. <laughs> it's, been a, it's been a great rise. <laughs> Next thing I know, I'm going to have David. What the hell did you do to Shire that he thought to ruin my show? <laughs> uh, it'll be a Roddy Piper or a Terry Funk retirement. I'll retire for like until Fuller show and I'll come. The return of Thomas Shire, and then we can build it up really big. And <laughs> all right, what is the ultimate goal for Thomas Shire in the wrestling business? Uh, stay happy, keep having fun, um, just become the best that I can, really, and, uh, yeah, just have fun, you know, because if it's not fun, then, then that's when I'll probably start thinking about the retirement, you know, <laughs> uh, obviously, you know, I'd like to go back to Japan, I'd like to travel, uh, over, overseas, I'd like to travel more here in, in the States, and, uh, you know, I'd like to make it to places that uh, wrestle pretty good places here now. Uh, like uh, next week, I'll actually be in Austin, Texas uh, for Anarchy Championship Wrestling. I'll be uh, wrestling uh, one of the New Japan Young Lions. Uh, I think it's Takaaki Watanabe. I'll be wrestling him. He's been over here on excursion in the States from New Japan. So uh, I look forward to that. And, um, then I'll be wrestling for Inspired Pro Wrestling the next week after that on the 27th. And uh, I'll be wrestling uh, Scott Summers. So I'll be looking forward to that because he's someone that everybody in Texas knows. And uh, he actually went over to, I believe it was Big Japan, and wrestled for Big Japan, uh, or Freedoms, I think it was. Um, so, yeah, that's just stay happy, keep having fun, see where I can take it, you know. I think that's the best goal I've ever had anybody tell me is just to stay happy and have fun. That that's that's awesome. That that's yeah. You can't. You I, know. I, you know, I'm kind of a loosey goosey kind of guy. I like to have fun and cut up, and I like to be serious. You know, when when it's time to be serious. But you know, I just I just think that a bad time is a waste of time, pretty much. You know, like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna waste waste my time. <laughs> yeah. You know. And what he's really thinking is, my ultimate goal is to get me that Ribera jacket. <laughs> yeah, the ultimate goal is to buy. Or no, no, I'm not going to buy it. No, I'm not going to buy it. <laughs> I'm going to get it. And I'm going to go to. I'm going to go to Mean Jeans Burgers and eat the Ribera. I'm not even going to eat anything at Ribera. I'm just going to get the jacket. You go to Mean Jeans Burgers. <laughs> uh, anybody else on the panel with a question for our guest? I take that as a no. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, here I can ask you the same thing we are asked. I asked Moose. Um, so since it's just, this is actually pretty cool. Since it's, WrestleMania was just last week, um, say you ever say you ever make it to the big dance and you get to main event WrestleMania, who do you who do you wrestle at Wrestle in the main event of WrestleMania? And it can be an, uh, from any company anywhere. From any company anywhere. Yeah, you don't have to just leave it to WWE. It could be from TNA or ROH. You know, any it can be. Just pick it from anybody. If you if you if you could, who would you pick in your WrestleMania main event match? Mm. There's a lot of people that I'd like to wrestle. I uh, I think off the top of my head, probably Cesaro uh, for a WWE guy. Uh, I just I think he's just fantastic uh, the way that he wrestles and. Uh, how believable he is and how credible that uh, he is and 
I'd like to test test what I have against him. Uh, hopefully, hopefully sometime. Maybe not at the main event of WrestleMania, but one of these years, maybe if I ever make it up there. But uh, either Cesaro or Tanahashi, I think, would be uh, a really a really good, great thing. Um, I was actually talking to Chris Wolf about that. I was like, man, you ever think like if Tanahashi went to WWE? he was at Wrestlemania like who would he actually work you know like Tanahashi versus John Cena or something like that so but I think <clears throat> I don't know I, I think I would have to like have a gauntlet match <laughs> but I think that I think the perfect the perfect one would probably be either yeah Cesaro or Tanahashi I would feel would be uh, one of those guys I would feel would be uh just being at WrestleMania would be amazing because I, uh, when it was in Houston, when Dory got inducted in the Hall of Fame, I, I actually got to go to the Reliance uh, Reliance Stadium and watch WrestleMania uh, live, and that was the first WrestleMania I ever went to or anything like that. And um, it was just cool to sit there and watch and just be like, yeah, you know, like daydream about one day possibly being on uh, in WWE and wrestling on WrestleMania and everything. So. Um, that's actually a really good question. Now it's got, I guess it's got me thinking. <laughs> I got to get in shape, fellas. <laughs> Go start sending out those tapes. <laughs> Anybody else? G Mark. My mic was off. Sorry, I was talking. <laughs> I, 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 I do have a question. Um. I think it's uh, it's one that you know I, I won't put you on the spot or anything, but I'm just curious because oh, okay. uh, you know, a lot of people in their minds have have an idea and a stereotype of uh, of wrestlers and whatnot. What what is the one thing that is so not wrestling about you that you think people will be interested in knowing? Like mm. weird hobby, weird interest. Probably my whole li- entire life. <laughs> Probably be something that's not wrestling, like. Um... I don't know. I have like the weird thing about uh, when I'm at a show, then it's all about wrestling. When I'm not at a show, you know, I'll watch wrestling. I think about wrestling and everything, but um, I think that's just one of the things I try to try to separate myself a little bit from it. That way, I don't get burned out on it because I I see a lot of people get burned out on it and just get bummed about things, and um, I don't want that to happen. So I just, I guess, I just try to keep a normal life. You know, I mean. Uh, I work at the Greyhound station so, <laughs> in Fort Worth, so uh, you know that's a that's a pretty normal thing. You know, I don't I don't feel like I have some big ego and I demand respect from people or anything like that. I just you know, if you like me, you like me. Um, I'm just a I'm just a dude, I guess. <laughs> that's the big that's the main thing. I like to play guitar. Um, I like to I like to watch movies. I like to watch stupid stuff, and that's pretty much that's pretty much it. That's yeah. I don't I don't think that I, I look like the stereotypical wrestler anyway. So I don't think that <clears throat> people have many stereotypes about me anyway. I mean I I do have a mohawk. That's probably the only thing that's wild about me. <laughs> so yeah, other than that, I'm pretty boring. <laughs> <laughs> pretty boring so alright the IHWE experience is Sunday June 8th at the 
Sendera Center? Am I saying that right? I don't know. I believe it's Sendera. I've never heard anybody say it. I just read it. And I like. That's that's this is the first time I'm <laughs> actually seeing the location. That's in Fort Worth, Texas. Yes, it is. And uh, and Thomas Shire is on the card in the uh, in the battle royal there uh, in memory of uh, Terry Bam Bam Gordy. So make sure if you're in the Texas area, stop out, check out the show, find Thomas Shire, tell him the board wrestling guys sent you. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> He'll give you the Rob Schamberger uh, high five. <laughs> bring me Ribera jacket. Br- bring him a Ribera jacket, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll take it to heart. I'll take it to heart. <laughs> and you can follow him on Twitter, and your Twitter handle is at not that Shire. Not that Shire. Not Jack Swagger either. <laughs> a lot of a lot of people chant that at me, so I take it as a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything else you want anybody to know? Anything else you need to promote before you go? Now's the uh, time. No, just IHWE, uh June 8th, like you said. We got uh, Johnny Gargano coming in. We got a lot of great talent coming in. It's gonna be a fun time. Uh if you're in the in the area next week or the next two weeks uh near Austin uh, check out Anarchy Championship Wrestling. We'll be at the Mohawk off of Red River and Sixth Street. Uh, be uh, Mazada's going to be there. Um, Sue Young's going to be there, uh, and uh, Watanabe. I'll be wrestling Watanabe, um, and then Inspire Pro Wrestling. Uh, uh, Anarchy Championship Wrestling will be Sunday, uh, February twentieth. So I, I believe that's Easter. So some people might not be able to make it. Uh, uh, then the next the Sunday after that will be the 27th, Inspire Pro Wrestling. Um, I'll be wrestling Scott Summers. I believe we have Robert Evans coming in. Watanabe will be there. Lance Hoyt will be there. A uh, couple other. Uh, Tyler Durden's going to be there, I believe. Uh, so, yeah, check those out. Have fun. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas, thank you for coming on the show on such short notice, and hopefully, if we get you back on again, we'll we'll know more about you to <laughs> do a better interview. Oh yeah, yeah. Ho- hopefully, I'll be a little bit more known <laughs> by that oh. time. I won't just be somebody that wrestles uh, three states or three cities away from where I live. <laughs> <laughs> and, and hopefully, we'll uh, we'll have more notice next time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But oh, also, I want to say uh, St. Louis Anarchy uh, in Alton, Illinois, they're going to be having a show May 2nd. It's going to be Alex Shelley versus ACH uh, will be there. And I, I believe they had the Young Bucks last uh, last month they were there. But that's always a, a fun, fun show to go to. Uh, they always have really great talent like Roderick Strong and Davey Richards. Uh, I believe Eddie Edwards is going to be there. Um I don't know if Roderick Strong or David or uh, David Richards are going to be there uh, this one, but um, yeah, those are definitely those are definitely ones to look out. And uh, yeah, I appreciate you guys having me on, me on as well to be able to uh, not only promote the show but uh, kind of get me out there a little bit, you know. So have have fun talking about Ribera jackets. It's always a good time, man. <laughs> <laughs> I almost pulled a Paul London a second ago and told you guys good journey, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, thanks a lot for uh, for coming on. We'll we'll talk to you again sometime, hopefully soon, and uh, hopefully uh, hopefully you'll be able to get out of your, your area there and, and expand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll come up to Buffalo sometime. I hope so. You never know. <laughs> I hope uh, so, man. Hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you guys for your time. Thanks a lot, man. Thanks you for your time. Right, thanks. 
Thank you. Take care. Uh, you too. Right, Take bye. care. Hey, not bad for for uh, <laughs> not knowing what we were getting into. I'd say, you guys agree? Yes. Yeah, it went fine. <laughs> it kind of works. People. It it kind of works out when you tell the guy flat out, like I don't know anything about <laughs> about you. So. <laughs> well, it does get it, it gives him a chance to actually you know sit and talk to himself and have to worry about us being like. You know, he knows that we don't know. We're, 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 you know, he knows. So it's not like, right? We're not pretending that we know. Like some of the guests, you know? right? <laughs> <laughs> some of the guys we should know about it. Don't. Plus, <laughs> no one got fired. No one got fired this week. <laughs> I'm sure it's only a matter of time. Mark, Mark, <laughs> you're fired. Uh, well, let's let's get into some news because I, I know we talked uh, about some news, but we'll we'll get into more of it here. Uh, but shout outs to cheapheat.com and angrymarks.com. Shout out, of course, to Alice at RWR. Uh, and of course, check out Booker Tees at Booker Tees, T E E S, on Twitter. Uh, they're doing a solid with some of their ideas. Uh, of course, we had Chris and Adrian on twice last week uh, once before WrestleMania and once after WrestleMania. And uh, I call I call funny. I thought I think they were sitting in Joe's studio with him. <laughs> no, they 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 were uh, they were up in Hamilton, I'm sure, watching uh, WrestleMania. They they watched WrestleMania in a theater, which is that that's got to be an interesting experience. I thought it was. So I apparently, thought... people do take signs to the theater. <laughs> Why would people take signs to the theater? That doesn't make any well, sense. People take signs to dark matches too. So I mean, <laughs> house shows. Well, the house shows, shows I understand, but but but. I don't get the theater. Like, the wrestler isn't going to see your sign. All spectrums of the universe wrestling fans are. I I guess. Fans would take a sign to an empty arena match. (laughs) It'd just be a sign on a chair somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) And somehow JT is holding it up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh but no, I I um I thought it was funny. For those who didn't listen to both the shows, I thought it, I came on I came on late late during the 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 post show, and they I basically said, wait, did you guys even get? Because for for those who don't know, we sometimes talk after the program. We were talking for about a half an hour after the program, and I left, and everybody was still here. And then I come back on, and it's basically like I just didn't leave. I'm like, are you guys the only one that ever hung up, up was Mark? <laughs> Me, G, and the dudes from Booker T's are just sitting here chatting the whole time. We didn't even watch WrestleMania. <laughs> we're lying about it on the post show. We're we're just going by what we read on Twitter. <laughs> if you went by what you read on Twitter, you'd just only talk about Brock Lesnar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, no, no, we 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 definitely hung up uh, hung up with those guys, and then they went to watch WrestleMania where they watched it. And we we all came back. We weren't even planning on doing a post show. Yeah, see, I couldn't see. I, I would have done it. See, I know you said how you you were you wanted it was thrown out there, but see, the thing is, I didn't know. See, I didn't know what my situation was going to be last week. Right, and I couldn't say understandable. You know, yeah, I do it, and then and because the thing is, I was legit. I legit left my house like. 45 minutes after I got off with you guys and I wasn't home until 
like 10 minutes before I came back talking back with you guys. So I was literally gone most of the night. So yeah, and you I were had, the last one to get put on the call. So I could understand how you would think we were all on the phone for, for just, you know, seven hours or whatever. You know, and all I had was, was the internet, the, tw- the tweeters all, you know, everybody from the, everybody loving it. So all the people shitting on it and <laughs> this and that. <laughs> Well, uh, Jim Cornette recently tweeted a photo of a TNA royalty check he got for July uh, through December of 2013, and the grand total of that check was $5.54. I'm surprised he got anything at all. Jim Cornette Cornette making them big bucks from TNA. I'm sure that's probably the biggest biggest contract they had at the time. Uh, This is... uh, this is a rumor. Vicky Guerrero's contract with WWE is expiring. She'll be leaving soon, if not almost immediately, to move on to other projects. Uh, her response to this was, Hey, everyone. I see rumors and comments about me leaving. I'm still here. When you hear it from me, that's when it's true. Uh, I don't know if we if we talked about this on the post show, but The Undertaker went to the hospital after WrestleMania to check for possible concussion and or neck injury suffered early in the Brock Lesnar match on a single leg takedown. Uh, neither one had anything to do with the finish, though. It was what Taker wanted and uh, went exactly as planned. It was a very well-kept secret up until a few hours before the pay-per-view when several betting websites went from Lesnar being a 40-100 to 100 dog to being the favorite. Uh, Vince McMahon missed Sunday's main event because he was riding with The Undertaker to the hospital. Stephanie and Triple H were left in charge. Undertaker and Brock Lesnar uh, was kept a secret even at the highest levels of the WWE, which is why people who knew the finish were shocked when the betting odds switched to Lesnar uh, being the favorite at the last minute before WrestleMania 30 started. Uh, Several betting sites lost big money on the match. And in fact, referee Chad Patton was not told the finish. Uh, he was under the impression Undertaker would win. He actually followed WWE's own rule to always count to three on a pinfall, even if you think it's the wrong finish. Uh, after the match, Lesnar quietly whispered thank you to Undertaker to pay his respect for being the one to break the streak. And uh, Vince McMahon was reportedly the one who made the decision, not the Undertaker. Uh, in fact, Brock Lesnar... Uh, Vince McMahon, Undertaker, Paul Heyman, Triple H, and Stephanie McMahon were the only ones who knew the finish... It wasn't in the script. There's a lot of conflicting information outside of the news that we have there, even though I posted those. I try to find the ones that seem the most consistent. Uh, but Well, the, the story uh, I one heard... One thing I didn't put in here that's kind of funny, speaking of the betting odds, um, I didn't post on here is there's a guy who bet his life savings. Uh, some dude over in the UK is something like 35,000 pounds. And he lost his entire life savings. Betting on The Undertaker, which is supposed to be the safe bet. Poor dude. uh, The the response he got on Twitter was kind of scathing. He he was like, you know, obviously, you know, very upset. But, uh, yeah. He was. I shouldn't make that public either. You know, I think I I mentioned on the post show we did that... uh, I just completely lost my train of thought, <laughs> which happens every week. Um, I, I think I mentioned on the post show that this was the one year where I didn't have that little bit of doubt that the Undertaker was going to win. You know, <laughs> like this was the one year where I'm like, oh, Undertaker's yeah, I, I, obviously the Undertaker's winning this one, <laughs> and I'm glad I didn't put money on it. 
Well, plus not the that I'm a betting they, guy. They've treated Brock Lesnar since he's come back. You know, he's been fodder to all the guy. You know, pretty much everybody. Cena, Trips. You know, if Vince McMahon wanted, to, didn't, I'm surprised Vince McMahon didn't get in the ring with him and make it. You know, make him job to yeah to make Vince McMahon. You know, we did. This was kind of a you know a left turn that we did. None of us really saw. You, know, you figure, okay, he's been—he hasn't been pushed as this big. He's been—he's—he's—he hasn't been pushed as, you know, as strong as he should have been until. Right. And then we get this, and it's like, what? Well, now he's the hottest trio in the uh, the business. Yeah, it's essentially all of that. Those losses—they're kind of wiped from the board. I mean. I think I think what I expect with Lesnar is that as long as he sticks around, God forbid he leaves, um, they don't re-up with him for whatever reason, is that by default, whoever beats Lesnar next is going to kind of take some of that momentum with them. And hopefully that's not for a while. So I, th- I think that will upset people even more. No, I agree. I, I, I think you're absolutely right. Uh, if he has to face Brian, I hope it's a SummerSlam or something. Yeah. Uh, we finally we finally got the numbers for the WWE Network. Uh, we were talking about this a little last week. Uh, the first numbers from WWE Network are in. Um, WWE announced that the WWE Network has 667,287 subscribers and is well on its way to reaching its goal of 1 million subscribers by the end of 2014, just 42 days after launching in the U.S., making it the fastest-growing digital subscription service. Uh, this announcement follow, uh, comes following a historic WrestleMania 30, which aired live on WWE Network as well as on pay-per-view through satellite and cable providers from a sold-out Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Uh, it says Silverdome! It says Silverdome in this in this this report here. Well, you know, brother, when I I, I renamed it that last week during the show, brother, didn't you hear? <laughs> <laughs> and I I broke into you, you, dude. I did that. Oh, you did that. Me. Okay. Be careful when you read the news. Who the hell is Julius Caesar? You know I don't follow the NBA. <laughs> oh, it's okay, money. Um, I mean, they, they made that means they made about what six point six million yeah. uh, for the month. Yeah. Now, if of course you know the easiest thing to look at it is like, well, the pay per views are normally sixty bucks, and they normally get about a million buys. So, ten percent of what they would have made if it was exclusively a pay per view, um, but they're guaranteed that money for the next six months. It's still a big cutoff, so. I, I, I'm sure that they uh, they really are hoping the numbers increase over the next little while. The downside, um, I've I've heard, uh, I think it was Court Bowers talking about it, and it's a good point. It was a good criticism. Is that one of the things they have to rely on, which is a hurdle for them, is people have actually owning these devices that they can watch it on, and not you know we you all of us are obviously computer savvy, or else we wouldn't be on Skype right now. But there, there was a, probably a pretty significant portion of the fans that aren't, and I thought that was a pretty good point. Just throwing that out there. Um, well, we'll just have to wait and see how it plays out with TV rights deal and if uh, they can convince other carriers. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, Ezekiel Jackson's WWE contract has expired, which means he's now a free agent without having been released or future endeavored. Which... 
Apparently, G, you're the only one left on the call. Nope, apparently not. Apparently, I have no internet. I don't know what's going on. I just lost everybody. <laughs> I don't know what else is going on. Live radio, folks. Ah, is everybody back? Yeah. I don't know what yes. happened. <laughs> that was weird. Uh, we just had one of the just the, one of the hiccups we used to get. Yeah, I guess. I, uh... Apparently, we're still on. We're we're still on the air. <laughs> okay, <laughs> there you go. Um, for some reason, there were actually thirty-one competitors total in the battle royal. Uh, I guess they just here. Let's throw this guy in here and this guy in here and just take this one guy out. I I don't know. Do guys already talk about is he kill Jackson? Yes. Well, I okay. mentioned it, and then the Skype went down, and <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't hear that part then at all. Yeah, yeah. He he never got he he never got future endeavor. He just doesn't work there anymore. <laughs> yeah, I, I've heard something along the line of they're not future endeavoring people anymore. They're just letting them be set out their contracts and then letting them go. Yeah, who knows? I have to say, I missed the post WrestleMania call. Because I really enjoy those tribute videos on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, spring cleaning. <laughs> uh, Jeff Jarrett has announced Global Force Wrestling, so at long last we now know the name of his new promotion. And apparently Mark thinks that's funny. <laughs> WWE is said to be looking to make nice with Jim Ross to lower any temptation of him going to Jeff Jarrett's GWF, uh, which is why he was invited to WrestleMania Access and sat front row at the 2014 Hall of Fame. Uh, Jeff Jarrett is contractually barred from taking Global Force Wrestling to Spike TV per his TNA release. Yep. So there goes that theory. But, of course, CMT. Yeah, well, that's that's the rumor we've been hearing, CMT, so. But CMT wanted to buy WWE, don't they? Was... I don't know. Well, it, it all no, remains... AMC. <laughs> yeah, AMC wanted to buy WWE. Well, well, it all remains to be seen at this point because we don't know anything right now other than, hey, that's the name of the company. <laughs> so, and their logo is a redesign of the Bash at the Beach logo. <laughs> I haven't even seen the logo. I gotta click on this here. I just, I heard the name I, and I, I didn't... saw a picture of it and then someone just said it, it It looks a lot like the Bash at the Beach one and it really does. Yeah, yeah, I could, I guess. It, it, it looks like the WCW Worldwide kind of thing. <laughs> well, anyway... Some former WWF and WWE stars were taking photos with fans on Bourbon Street this weekend. Chris Masters wanted $10 for a photo. The Nasty Boys wanted $40 for a photo. But Greg the Hammer Valentine posed with fans for free. Because he's cool. He, yeah. He's oh, not one of Hogan's buddies. saved his mom. He needs the money. He's earned the money. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, de definitely. But the Nasty Boys wanted 40 bucks for a photo. That's They're Hogan's boys. So, ah, yeah, we're, we're Hogan's boys. We get, we get, we get more money. Where's Virgil would, pays you to take a picture? I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even take the nasty boy. I, I wouldn't take a picture with the nasty boys if they were doing it for free, <laughs> or even giving me money. Fuck that. Yeah. Have we saved up enough money so George can take a picture with Sonny yet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, how much does that cost? Twenty five bucks. I think I confront that. Yeah. <laughs> 
Christy Hemi is now a member of TNA's creative team. Uh, she says, I am so excited to bring a female touch to the product. First day on the job, and I am loving it. John Gaberick gave her a thumbs up for her first day on the job. Her creative role in TNA will be more in costuming and design and less in storylines and scripting. That's where they really need the help. Yeah. Fucking yay. <laughs> the contracts of Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarian, on the other hand, expire in several weeks and have thus, not, uh, thus far not been renewed. Uh, Chris Sabin's contract is reportedly already expired, and he is already reaching out to work indies and etc. WWE main event will be available via syndication as well as on the WWE network, even though it's no longer on Ion Television. Oh well, don't care. JBL and Cole confirmed. I wish George was here for this story. Confirmed the talk that Sean Merriman is coming to WWE and becoming part of the family. Now, I, I was watching the uh, WrestleMania pre-show, and they had Sean Merriman on, and Sean Merriman is talking about how WrestleMania is the Super Bowl of wrestling, and he's like, except I get to sit here and talk about it instead of playing it. I'm like, wait a minute, dude, you played for the Chargers and the Bills. When the fuck did you play in a Super Bowl? <laughs> <laughs> sure as hell wasn't when you were in Buffalo. <laughs> <sighs> Did he even ever make the playoffs? I don't know. Whatever. The New Age Outlaws are said to be done as active competitors, and WrestleMania 30 was their swan song. Uh, with the recent injuries to both men in the last few months, it's seen clear that they're not built for a long-term run at their age and are better served in their backstage roles. Dog works as an agent, and Gun works as a trainer in NXT. You know what we picked yeah, up on? for the best. This is for the best. You know what we picked they, up? they were fun for a little bit, but it was starting to, like, drag a little bit on too long. You know what we picked up on DVD last night was that uh, Signature Sounds, the, the DVD with Fondango on the cover. And uh, one of the bonus features is the uh, the Mr. Ass theme song. <laughs> and then Billy Gunn talking about, oh, I love that theme. It's so great. It fits me perfectly because I love to kick him and I love to stick him and I love... <laughs> like, Dude, shut up. <laughs> The other one of the other bonus features is the uh, William Regal. He's a man. He's a man. <laughs> he says, oh, "I swear, when I die, I'm going to uh, that they're going to play that when I'm being lowered into hell." <laughs> uh, Kevin Lowell at Yahoo received a statement for police investigating Warrior's death on April eighth at five fifty p.m. Fifty-four-year-old Warrior James B. Helwig. Uh, collapsed while walking with his wife to their car at the Ganey Suites Hotel in Scottsdale, Arizona. Scottsdale Fire transported him to a local hospital uh, where he was pronounced dead soon after arrival. At this point, the investigation appears though a catastrophic event, uh, medical condition caused his death. Uh, TMZ further reports that Warrior's appearance this weekend. Uh, many people who saw him said that he looked like he was uncomfortable and sweaty and or choking on his tie all weekend. And then he seemed weak and, in Warrior's own words, blown up after he shook the ropes on, on Raw, which I had actually noticed. Uh, WWE had a camera crew following Warrior and his family during WrestleMania weekend for potential video package or WWE Network feature for obvious reasons that may never air now. Uh, Triple H said... Uh, on Vince McMahon and the Ultimate Warrior. Vince said to him a couple of days ago, I've always loved you. Sometimes I didn't like you, but I've always loved you. And, of course, we've talked about the Nancy Grace thing. We talked about Smith Hart, Cody Rhodes. We talked about all that. Uh, among his other mistakes this week, Colin, 
Cowherd said that CM Punk blamed Warrior's death on drug use and cited his Twitter, and Punk's real Twitter has been inactive since he walked out of WWE earlier this year. An interesting note about CM Punk, WWE was selling new Punk merchandise at WrestleMania 30, not clearancing their existing stock. That could be a thorny issue given that, uh, given that they are not paying him royalties while he's on hiatus. Stone Cold Steve Austin also did not receive any royalties when he walked out on WWE, but WWE didn't produce any brand new Austin merchandise while he was gone. But that got debunked. Yes, because CM Punk is in fact still receiving his cut of royalties from brand new WWE merchandise with his name and logos on them, which explains why WWE had them available at WrestleMania 30, even though he's currently on what on what appears to be permanent hiatus from the company. I'm actually wearing my Austin 316 shirt today. I just just found a new one. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna, I was go, I was trying to take a selfie, but I can't take selfies for shit. Because I was this morning wearing my arrive, my better one arrive race race hell leave shirt. And be like, mine is better, but I couldn't do it. This is the classic, man. The Austin three sixteen. It's a classic. I used to own this shirt when uh when it first came out, and that shirt was beat to hell, and it disappeared along the way, uh probably in my ex wife's basement. Um, but I just found this one at a thrift store, and it's like in brand new condition. Love it. <laughs> uh, Triple H and Stephanie McMahon are said to be taking more, uh, taking over more, both backstage and with day-to-day operations of WWE. With Vince McMahon going through a, tra- a transitional period of handing the reins over to them, he's also reportedly very shaken up about Warrior's death. Hey, you guys want you guys in for a surprise? You, you ready for this this huge shocker? Naomi botched the finish of the Divas match at WrestleMania 30. I actually didn't notice it was AJ making her tap. I didn't at first either because the camera angle, and then when it cut over, it was AJ making her tap. It's like, oh, that's great. That's a great finish to the match. Well, Alicia Botch is taught well. Yeah. Uh, Paige talks about holding two women's titles at once. The longer I can keep both championships, the better. I'm not just going to give up the NXT Women's Championship. I worked my, bot- uh, my booty off to get that in the first place i'm going to try and keep the wwe divas championship i want to try and have a longer streak than aj lee's i'm going to be defending them both and retain them constantly so that's why i was thinking that uh i agree with the idea of vacating it but i don't think it's gonna happen okay well we'll see what happens well, we'll, we'll, we'll wait and see that's you know she could just be working us that is her job that's true sting has reportedly and finally signed his wwe contract and includes tv time and limited dates um, but then, Whoa, Nelly. yeah, Sting has actually received his WWE contract in the mail. He just hasn't signed it and sent it back yet. So we're getting conflicting reports of everything this week, apparently, and from the same source. Mike. Well, the one okay. thing we can totally confirm is that CM Punk is still gone. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, no, he Meltzer's reporting he's going to be back tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> he is. It's true. I was trying to find the exact posts online before. Uh, Wait, JT he's, he's it, actually yeah, reporting it again. Reported. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw it this morning. I'm not sure if it was in the flock or somewhere else, but I was I read somewhere that he was. Meltzer's just going to keep reporting every single <laughs> week that CM Punk's coming back on Monday until it actually happens. And then he could be like, see, I told you. <laughs> he's been reporting that every week since Chicago. And it hasn't been true yet. Isn't well, that how Fox News works? <laughs> There, there is yes. some sort of agreement clearly in place. If the whole merchandising thing is well, obviously, yeah. 
There's something. Yeah, there's something. Yeah, marriage. Then, yeah. No, whether that means he's back tomorrow or, you know, even ever actually officially wrestling. Well, we, don't, again, we, knows, we don't even but... know what's going on tomorrow. If they're actually, like, having a show tomorrow or if they're just going to show three hours of Warrior tri- uh, warrior highlights. They they were filming, apparently, uh, interview segments today. Okay. Um, I think we're going to get a mix. I'm thinking we're going to okay, get Okay, so it, it's going to be more like the uh, the Eddie and Owen tributes. Yeah, yeah I think I'm, it's going to be a mix. I, I okay. think that would make the most sense. They're going to have ma- their matches. You'll have wrestlers do, you know, paying little mini tributes in the matches or some some sort of way, shape, or form. Cena will cut a promo. Mojo Rawley. No, no, no he, we don't need him. No. No. <laughs> Keep the Naomi, Naomi will botch something. Yeah, Cena. Cena's going to be the guy to cut the uh, the initial promo about it too. That that I think that goes without without saying because he was the guy talking about the inspiration of the warrior earlier, right? So I I expect that maybe maybe they'll all stand up at the the ramp with their like warrior masks on and shoot off the cannons. I mean, but yeah, there there are there are going to be some some uh, some filmed interviews for sure. Okay. Uh, speaking of Mojo Raleigh, because I heard Mark mention him, this is a tweet from Al Creed from uh, this this past Thursday. Uh, Mojo Raleigh is disgusting. Like, wear a singlet, dude. His belly flab is gross and distracting. <laughs> and oh, yeah, then I think he actually, then he actually like tweeted to Mojo Raleigh to tell him to think about wearing a singlet. <laughs> Al Creed doesn't fuck around, man. No, he doesn't. <laughs> we, we were talking about because I was watching uh, NXT. This is the tweet to Mojo Rawley. At Mojo Rawley WWE, have you ever considered buying a singlet? The jiggling belly flab that hangs over your waistband is distracting and gross. Because <laughs> I was actually watching NXT and Mojo Rawley was on. I'm like, this fucking guy again. <laughs> He's beating up my boy Sylvester LaFour. Come on. <laughs> And Brodus Clay came out and beat up Sylvester LaFleur. Anyway. <laughs> For no reason. Just he wants a title shot or some shit like that. Uh, John Cena. Uh, he, he did cut a promo. He did. He, his reasoning was, was based on the way they treated him up on uh, the main show, he said, and then how they're bringing guys up from NXT. Oh, I know, but he, he comes out, but he beat up Sylvester LaFleur. Who's going to take you seriously beating up Sylvester LaFleur? Poor guy's a manager. He just can't find a client. Yeah, his, well, his clients are too soft. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so did you guys hear that on April 6, 2014, Daniel Bryan became a creationist? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's because he debunked evolution in one night. <laughs> <laughs> I just stole that from Reddit. But they steal everything from everywhere, so... Haha, fuck him. G will be here all week, folks. <laughs> now, that, now that's something for the Cleveland boy. I don't even have it open. I don't even have it open this week. Didn't, didn't, Speak, didn't. Let's speaking do that. of Cleveland, if, Family Guy tapped out is now available to for free download. <laughs> what what what's it called? It's the the quest the quest the to quest find stuff, stuff or some shit for like more, that. The, the quest for the quest for more stuff. Yeah, I downloaded it. I I played a little bit of it, and it it runs so terribly on my tablet that it's like I don't want to play it. Well, if you play on your phone, it, it plays a lot better than The Simpsons, mostly probably because you don't, you know, have as much going on, but it, yeah. it hasn't when I've played it, it has not crashed once whereas The Simpsons game crashes three, four times, you know, a day. So it has that going for it, but unfortunately it, it tries to get you to pay money 
for everything. Of a lot course. More, so. Yeah. My tablet shit. It can't play the one game I got it just to play. <laughs> See, I I have a good tablet. It's just for whatever reason that Family Guy game runs like shit on it. Yeah, my I, I try. I saw the microtransactions logged into it. <laughs> I try. I tried to play Tapped Out on mine, and it 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 worked for about five seconds. It, it worked for about five minutes. I got to play it, and then it just it stopped. It quit working. So I'm like, I'm not. If you put your tablet in airplane mode, it usually works fine. Yeah, makes things work a lot better. Well, back to what we were talking about. John Cena's imitation of Warrior was edited out of international broadcasts of this week's SmackDown. Uh, also, next Monday's edition of Raw will be a tribute to Warrior. We already knew that. And um, th- this is news for some reason, even though, like, you know, they've been saying it since they announced it in the first place. The Andre the Giant Battle Royal is set to return at WrestleMania next year. And coming soon. Every coming in it, and then in five years, the special event, Andre the Giant ba- Battle Royal, three-hour Battle Royal. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, special events now, not not pay per view. Special okay, events. No, pay per view. It's, it's, it's fucking right, pay per view. So there's still pay per views to us. It's, it's still pay per views to me, damn it. Yeah. So, stock talk. The network stock has dropped thirty three percent in the last week. Hmm. <laughs> dropped from thirty one dollars fifty five cents to twenty dollars and twenty nine cents on Friday's closing bell. They lost a lot of big and fast drivers. Um, how much further it will drop? Only time will tell. Should have sold. Should have sold high. It's right. who didn't. It's all right. They got um, the Mountain Dew sponsorship. <laughs> Drink your Mountain Dew. So they almost tripled in value in about a month's time. And then another cycle, you know. And they, they were even saying it was inflated unrealistically. But... What did we talk about a while ago? Not telling them about the numbers until after Mania. Mm-hmm. And what what did a certain me say? What happened to the stock price? As long as Stephanie McMahon gets indicted for trading, <laughs> they uh they have their investors meeting at the end of the month. So Wolf, I think it's twenty something, twentieth, twenty fourth, maybe that sounds right, something like that. I don't have that news in front of me. So what do you guys think? Is it going to drop or go up? Let's just speculate because it's stock talk. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, it's... I don't know. <laughs> I have the network and that works for me. <laughs> I don't give a shit if anybody else buys it. Yeah, I have it too, so whatever. If I, if yep. I go, if the price goes up, I just stop, I just stop having the network. That's all. Yeah, there is news about that already. They're, they're already thinking about a 2 or $3 increase. If it's two bucks, that's not like a huge deal to me. Yeah. If it's if yeah. it's like it if it goes up to like, up to like 20, fifteen or twenty, yeah. Yeah, it goes from ten to twenty, nah, I'm done. But yeah, yeah, if it like, like it, doubles, forget it. But it a couple also, bucks. You never know. Mm. Like before we had our glitch, you know. You gotta remember they only made ten percent of what they probably would have made off the pay per view standalone. That's true. Yeah, but uh, another thing you have to consider is that most of the money they made from those shows went to the provider. Yeah, that's true too. I think they only got maybe half of what the actual cost was. So they're basically saying that they would have made $25 million additional dollars. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Just saying, they, uh, 
that TV rights deal, man. I want to know. I want to know what they're going to get for that. That's what yeah. concerns me. Uh, hey, Five a million quick... dollars a year for uh, Brock Lesnar. <laughs> right, here's man. a here's a quick or, question. Is um I have my tablet right now. I don't have. It doesn't have an icon for airplane mode, but it has driving mode. Is that the same thing as airplane mode? No. No, that sounds like a hands-free version. Just um, turn your wireless connection off. That's oh. all. What airplane mode does. Oh, okay. It yeah. stops adverts from popping up and connecting to the internet. Just makes it go slower too. That's true. Uh, this is from TMZ. The WWE is helping Ultimate Warrior's wife cope with her husband's sudden death, uh, flying two senior officials to Arizona to stand by and help her. Uh, we're told WWE sent the employees almost immediately after Warrior died. Their main task is helping his wife Dana handle little things, grocery shopping, letting other family members know what's going on so she can focus on being there with her daughters. It sounds bizarre, top officials leaving their jobs to handle mundane chores, but that's how important Warrior was to the WWE. Uh, as previously reported, Warrior died outside an Arizona hotel on Tuesday after suffering what officials called a catastrophic medical event. Uh, during his recent WWE Hall of Fame induction, Warrior had high praise for his wife. So, yeah, they're they're doing what they can. I'm just wondering how long it's going to be before Dana's a character on WWE television. <laughs> as long as we don't get another interview about how she's going to cope. Yeah. Well, no, I know. I hope they don't do like the uh, the Melanie Pillman thing. If that's yeah, what you're that's referring, what to. referring to. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I I'm thinking more of the Vicky Guerrero thing because when he died, they sent they did everything they could to help her, and then she had a job. Yeah, well, Vicky really came into her own and wasn't that bad. Oh, she no, she, she did. did. She, she absolutely good. did. I'm not. I'm not saying she didn't. <laughs> I'm just saying I wonder if if uh if uh Dana Warrior would have that same uh that same uh kind of invite to to work. I don't know. Remains to be seen. All this stuff remains to be seen. <laughs> Everything we talk about, it's we're not a news site, we're we're a fan site, you know. <laughs> uh check out bookertees.com. At Booker T's on Twitter, Booker T E E S dot com, and uh, buy some shirts from them. Check out the IHWE experience at Fort Worth, Texas on June 8th uh, with Thomas Shire on the card in the Terry Gordy Memorial Battle Royal. And uh, I don't have theme music pulled up. <laughs> so, so uh, we'll just do this. We'll end on this. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll see you next week. Yeah. At Bird Wrestling Fan, Facebook.com slash Board Wrestling Fan. <laughs>